Christopher sued Nolan. by who? Who who uh, published uh, and, and Interstellar? Christopher Nolan. No, Lionsgate studio though. Lionsgate, the big one though. Paramount. Um, one of the big ones. It's one of the big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm so small they wouldn't give a shit. I don't think I don't think they'll give a shit. That's what she said. I'm crossing my fingers. I'm gonna, <laughs> <and> that, <laughs> that she both said that and that yeah they won't give a shit. Um, you yeah. know, if anything, maybe maybe they do want you do want to get attention because then yeah. then you'll get news articles published and and <laughs> then dude your hits will like quadruple. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bad publicity is publicity after all, right? Yeah. So, Good publicity, after all. I like this is the beginning of the podcast. This is the beginning of the podcast. It's already started. <laughs> this is the first thing we talk <laughs> about. I, I, I forgot this. to tell you guys that I'm recording, so <laughs> a surprise. Um, yeah, this is Enter VR. I'm Chris Miranda, and today I'm joined by Dara Bonaktar and James Blaha. Um, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, brace yourself for an hour of a lot of uh, tomfoolery and uh, shit-talking. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Happy New Year to all the people who are listening. Um, so James, Dara, welcome. How are you guys? Good. I'm all right. Okay, Can't good. Complain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So CS, I think just finished, uh, today's Saturday, this, uh, January 9th. Um, and you guys have any thoughts after monitoring what's been going on? You Maybe know? you could recap kind of the major yeah. all right. points. So really quick, um, Oculus announced the price, 600 bucks for the Rift. Um, That's a big one. Samsung, yeah. Samsung showed off with their <laughs> Rink controller mm-hmm. thing that might be or might be a thing, might not or might be a thing. And those um, are positionally tracked, right, with respect to the headset. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. And um, what's cool is that they all, it also is compatible with any other phone, iPhone or Android phone. Are you serious? Yeah, they they said that. I thought it was a Samsung only product. Oh, they said that's the beauty of a. Of building on the Android platform, I guess, is that they can widen their market beyond just VR, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then you're going to, then we also had an announcement from um, from Dell and Oculus teaming up to discount the price of a Rift if you buy a Dell Oculus Ready PC off of them. So it's $200 off of the price of a Rift, so that's pretty good. Um, also, Vive won Best of Show at CES. I think that is is pretty important probably because yeah. oculus was was also up for that right yeah uh, yeah um and i so so that's so let's circle that we'll come back to that um and then lastly what else went down I, that's pretty much it i didn't i, I didn't mean see vr much. related yeah yeah VR related. I mean, there was a lot of like a individual ones. uh separate hmds uh I didn't really pay attention to those, but yeah, there, there were things like that. Also, yeah, and this there, there was oh. the one, um, oh, so, the AR glasses from the company Cast AR. No, 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 no. It's a company I hadn't heard of before. Seabright. No, no, no Seabright. one, one I hadn't heard of before, but they said did the design for something I had heard of. I, I maybe the design for Google Glass or something like that. Oh, and, and they people really, were saying it was really good. Like, it was a really good AR, and they looked like glasses, you know? Like, it was... Really? Um, more like glasses. I think I saw a YouTube video, and it's the little a little thing that you put on your glasses, and it, like, projects onto your glasses. That, that would be I think cool. so. It seemed like a little square near your nose, mm-hmm. right? Oh, man, that's... That's gonna... That's there's also that virtual reality golf that they were showing off. Golf? No, no, virtual reality golf or baseball, I think. It was baseball. Who was showing that off? 
I don't remember. Maybe the maybe MLB themselves. Okay. But I remember them showing off like, yeah, now people can train. Nice. Virtual reality. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also saw a camera called the Views or Vues. Thousand dollar camera. Three sixty camera. Um, and I wonder what the resolution is. That's important. Yeah. That's and is the stitching automatic? Yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah, and then GoPro I think announced a three sixty camera as well. That's good. Did they? I I, I want to say. I know they announced a new camera, but I don't know if they announced a new uh, 360 camera. Okay. Um, so that that's 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 pretty much of the overall recap for CS for VR related stuff. VR related stuff. Um, I think although the top three stories of out of all of that are the Vive mm-hmm. uh, winning Best of Show, the the price of the Rift, um, and. Yeah, and the lack of Gear VR competitors that, that didn't come out uh, to... Yeah, that is notable. Yeah. You'd think so, every I thought LG was Android phone something. manufacturer yeah. would be jumping all over this. No? Yeah, I guess maybe they're just not quite ready. I think that's the case, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you, you... The other thing of note was that a personal quadcopter, human-sized quadcopter, that doesn't require a pilot's license to use... Really? Is it auto- is this the one that's autonomous? Did, I think it got the best, uh, or it got some top, you know, standing for all of CES. Really? What? So it's it's a quadcopter for a human that's autonomous. Yeah. It's called the E-Hang. I don't know if it's autonomous, but I know you don't need a pilot's license. Okay. Is what they were saying. So I so is it one you can actually sit in? And- yeah, yeah. It's got like a cockpit, and then there's the four blades on yep. the outside. Can you imagine just flying around New York or San Francisco in that? Like... <sighs> Dude, that makes it so much easier. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Shut up for this doing that. <laughs> like, I got it. Okay. Like, that's where Uber's going, right? I mean, hey, oh, yeah. that would be interesting. Yeah. That would be interesting. It would be kind of a disaster in SF, though, like because of all the lines and everything, like mm. and like some of the narrow streets. There'd like, be, I think, it would be like uh, like train stations. There would be designated landing like zones for people. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see that really being used. If you spend in enough money, you can like Beijing. zone your the roof of your house as well. Oh or something. man, knowing SF, that's gonna be a huge shit storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can I can Telegraph see a market for that. And stuff. The mega rich trying to escape the traffic line, the traffic in LA or in Rio de Janeiro. Leave, leave the plebs on the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just imagine flying around like Tokyo or like a huge city like. Yeah, with hundreds yeah, with, or yeah. thousands of others in the sky around you. And, yeah. and you watch all the peasants below you eating cake. I, I wonder if, like, after the first collision, if that's going to cause, like, air traffic rules. For, like, below a certain... Like, Stuff's level. already changing when it comes to drones. Yeah. Which, you know, there was this law passed that basically, under a certain size, it's still legal mm-hmm. to oh, own yeah, and operate a drone. You don't need, like, FAA approval or something? like Above a certain size. Right, yeah. you do, yeah. Which, you know, I we've, we've talked about this before, which I think is a really stupid way to regulate it, because they get more powerful the smaller they get. Mm. Yep. Not less power. Like, we're going to make them smaller and smaller and smaller, put cam- more and more sensors, cameras on them. Yep. You know? Like... And so, and and you, so, so the reasoning why, I mean, one of the reasons why, reasonings why they made that regulation is to, like, you know, stop abuse. And, well, I think they're afraid of people, like, crashing them into stuff, you mm. know, like, because they're pretty, even, like, my friend has one that's, like, a, a mid-sized one, it's maybe uh, 15 inches wide, mm-hmm. um, and he crashed it into, him, to himself, 
he had a huge gash on his leg. Ooh. And there, if you look up online, there's all kinds of injuries caused by people that, crashing yeah. these drones into people. So even bigger ones, you know. Dang. I think they're... And that's like a legitimate concern, like accidental damage. They can prevent a lot of accidental damage that way. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, the smaller they get, you know, the easier it is to spy on your neighbors and to, you know, yeah, like uh, run your own drone-operated True Man show where you're just watching this person, you know, and following them around all their life and just through drones and cameras. That would be freaky. That would be. That would be freaky. It's like that South Park. Have you seen that South Park episode about uh, like the drones? Like everyone gets a drone. Mm-hmm. Then the police get drones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a drone in a video of a drone in Tokyo that catches drones um, with a net. That's cool. Oh, I, I'm really interested in that. Yeah. Didn't I feel like it'd be great to start hunting drones with drones. I think France is doing that. Like they're hunting down drones with drones as well. Really? Paris, yeah. And then the drones you collect. You repurpose them for hunting, and then you know double your drone numbers every so often. I feel like we put have... them out in the wild. <laughs> oh, put tracking on them, and then release, give them back to the owner, and then they can see their track patterns. Yeah. Ooh, I feel like I we have like, uh... the beginnings of a sport in the making. Like, I think it's almost the beginnings of an ecosystem, where you can look at these more like you know more like animals who have to compete with each other for airspace, mm-hmm. especially if people start releasing them without asking for permission and not, you know, uh, trying to hide the source of it and everything. Um, then they'll have to just fight on their, you know, on their merits, on their, you know, they'll have a natural selection of drones that have to <laughs> defend themselves. Yeah, you know? there's going to be nature documentaries. Uh, David Attenborough is going to be out there like narrating. <laughs> now you see the X-57 drone in its natural environment. As it's this proof. is very rare. <laughs> <laughs> it has spotted a new drone. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be doing a mating dance. <laughs> the X-57 caught recharging. This only lasts for 37 seconds. She is not pleased. (laughs) (laughs) Turns and looks at him. (laughs) Don't make eye contact with the drone. I can see there being like a YouTube meme or like a a thing on YouTube, like a thing where like there will be drone fails or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be there's going to be whole channels. I'm telling you, it's going to be a little bit of a cottage industry uh, of like whole channels of drone fails, uh, VR people failing. Oh, yeah. Um, grandmothers in VR. Grandma, grandmothers in VR. I mean, it's already there where, like, every grandmother video is catching, like, thousands of views. Yeah. Um, but they can't compete. The grandmothers can't compete with the porn reactions. Like, VR porn reactions, by far, are the most popular videos on YouTube. But I want to give my family good quality VR porn. <laughs> I can't show them the good current porn now. Yeah. 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 Don't, you don't want to poison that well. Yeah, no, exactly. yeah. Exactly. First impressions yeah. are important. They are. Especially when it comes to VR porn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... So where the, were we? The, the biggest problem is the the eyes, like kind of the wax museum style vacant mm. expressions. Yeah. And in general, with any human 3D scan, that's the problem. Can you just imagine one day once that, that's solved, how creepy that would be? Like, it seems so realistic. Well, when it's solved, it won't be creepy, right? The creepiness comes from it not being solved. No, no, but imagine you question if it's real or not. That would be a... Cl- that, yeah, that will be a mindfuck. Yeah, I think this is... 
I mean, this is an issue that's been been around since the beginning of philosophy. Yeah. Never knowing whether things are real. But I think it's going to have a resurgence of importance of, like, actually talking about it when stuff gets so real mm-hmm. that, you know, I already have moments where I'm in the real world and my, like, fast thinkings, like, my my brain will just say, this isn't real. And then three seconds later, I'll be like, no, it is real. <laughs> like, but for, I'll get, like, these impressions that I'm in VR when I'm not sometimes. Wow. And the opposite happens too when you have immersion. Right. You're in VR, you think it is real. Yeah. It's um, yeah, that's that. I could, <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's a that's a thought that like, Mel will fuck with me when I'm on drugs. She'll be like, "Remember, Chris, nothing is real. You're in a simulation." I'll be like, "No, please don't <laughs> do this to me right now." I'm gonna do that. A simulation is still real. <laughs> I'm gonna help ease your mind. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That. Even if we're in a simulation, it doesn't make our existence any less real than it was before we knew that. Yeah. You know, this part of it's still going on for us, whether or not it's simulated. That's true. It sounds like a good advice for life in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, it doesn't really change anything knowing that. I, I'm yeah. sorry, Chris, but I have to, I'm going to have to mess with your burning man now. <laughs> now I know this, I'm going to have to put a pin on it, wait until it's August, and then do it. Like, yeah, okay, just to be a dick. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. I'm telling and then, then you can just type do it the back note to now me. to remind you. Yeah. Set, set it on your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> but once I do it, I'm open now. Like, okay. Now okay. you guys can do it to me. So. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, we already have a you know open agreement for VR pranks, right? If we're in VR to do pranks on each other. Yep. If it doesn't are, physically are harm them, then yeah, I think it's fair game. Well, if, if the probability is low enough, let's yeah, okay. never rule it out. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be pushing people over and stuff, you know, like when they're next to cliffs. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> next I to VR a YouTube video, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> I still really want to go to Golden Gate and get like a milk box, like a milk crate, mm-hmm. and then have it in VR be the top of a tower. Yep. And then have the tip of the tower be the exact same size as the milk crate. Uh, and then put people on top of it so it all matches up one to one. And then uh, people who have never used VR before. Oh, yeah. And then start having stuff kind of fly at them that they feel like they have to dodge. So that's like the game. Yeah. And then in the middle of that, just push them off. King Kong Simulator, right? You have planes flying. <laughs> you're on top of the Empire State Building. You yeah, have, you're yeah. holding on to the girl, right? Little plane. You know, I think yeah, that would little... work really well with the with the chaperone system, with the Vive Pre. Like, I think because they said they're going to open that to developers. Like, yeah, imagine when it flies and you throw something, it actually does render it in the, in the VR. In the so, tell me more about the chaperone system. It's something I've heard you bring up a couple times, but I don't really know. Uh, So, like, man, okay, so how do I describe it? I think you would know more than I would. Like, you've been paying attention more than I would, but uh, I've just been trying to send people pictures of it because <laughs> I, I want people to have knowledge. And I care. Uh, yeah. So it has a camera on the Vive. There is a camera on the Vive already, but the Vive Pre, it's a, it's an, it's a one camera instead of two. And that camera apparently, correct me on this, please do so, if I do screw up, that it, it looks at your environment and it, and it gives a wireframe, I want to say. Of of what your surroundings. So like, say you say like you want to sit down, you can see the. Sofa. I saw like like the chair outlined in the video. Yeah. So yeah, like walls or even people. I'm wondering how they do that. I hear the technology isn't that hard. Like it's there. I mean, it's... if it's one camera, they must be doing some kind of machine vision. Yeah, because yeah. it was two cameras on the Vive, regular yeah. Vive. I mean, but... it'd be a lot easier with two cameras. Yeah, but yeah, but that wasn't even activated at the time. So mm-hmm. I guess they were testing it before, but now it's like, oh, okay, we can do it on one camera. That's what we want. 
Two mean, cameras would be nice. That's the right way to do it. Two low latency cameras on the front that we can do AR stuff with, but yeah. we could also use for inside out tracking and object recognition and Yeah. Yeah. Uh that you yeah, the gist of it of it, you got it. Um I think I think it'd be nice though if they did add stereoscopic cameras. Because... In, yeah, for it, sure. Yeah. It, it seems like, you know what it seems like, or maybe uh, I'm completely wrong on this, but I feel like I feel like the HMD manufacturers are holding back from adding too many features, hardware features into the HMDs. Like, oh, I agree. Like, yeah. like maybe this this current generation they're gonna focus on just just VR, and then you know CV2 and Vive version two will have you know. AR capabilities at some point. Oh, totally. It's a total. It's it's not newer technology. It's always been like that. Like, no. Look at the iPad One versus the iPad Two. Like, or any 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 smartphone, any technology. No. The first generation is all, always going to be for the early adopters because it's going to be lack of features. I bet in five, ten years, especially ten years, we're going to look back at the CV One and the Vive. We'll be like, man, how basic and how how primitive was that shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, how kinda, expensive? How stupid were we to buy it for five ninety nine? How and that like how uh, kind of like how we look back at car phones or um or the you know the first cell phones that were just these giant fucking walkie talkie thing bricks. Yeah. Um, and you think and you look back, you're like, wow, that that those were some primitive days. Yeah. Um, let me talk about the price. What do you guys think about the Rift price? Six hundred dollars. How do you feel? Let it out, guys. Oh, and by the way, Dara, here, here's a question for you. <laughs> I'm going to throw this at you. <laughs> I knew you were going to send it to James, but before you send it, um, okay. when, uh, when, you, when you saw the reactions on the internet, um, I, th I, have a, I had a thought about, like, you know, there was a lot of negative reactions, and then my yeah. thinking was, is this the vocal minority, uh, or, is this a si or is this the silent minority, majority, you know, uh, letting out its, its, you know, its opinion? What do you think? When, when well, the, do you want to talk about the price first, or do you want me to just go straight to that? Uh, let's 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 do both. But. Okay. Well, I mean, all right. I, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I thought it was gonna be five hundred, to be honest. I didn't think it was gonna be six hundred. Yeah. Uh, but that was just me. Uh, six hundred. I was a little shocked at first. What? And then I'm like, should I gotta pre-order it? So I pre-ordered <laughs> at like eight oh three. Because because let me they they said the car doesn't get charged until it ships. So I'm like, oh okay, fine. I'll just put it on. Yeah. So I put it on the card, and I'm like, well, okay, I, I know the risks coming in, going into it. It's a first-generation product. There's going to be some bugs. It's, it's you know, uh, what's it gonna, you know, it's going to be expensive. That's not new. It, anyone who thought it wasn't going to be expensive was really fooling themselves. And yes, there was a lot of miscommunication in the past. But I, I think, yeah, I, I think Oculus handling it very, relatively well. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's... But I, I understand how this happens, because uh, yeah. you know, especially he, they wanted it to. You want it to be cheap. You you always want it to be cheap. Yeah. Uh, you want it to reach more people. Um, but then reality sets in, and you also want it to be good, and then you have to make decisions. And so I think it's it's you know, what they did wrong was report. That it was gonna be close to the DK2. Yeah, it's in when the they couldn't park. have been sure of that. But that was like probably a while ago, like a year. They year asked and a half. It, one year, I think. Yeah, they also kind of said it earlier in 2000. Well, no, I don't, I don't actually don't remember anymore. But mm -hmm. yeah, in the natural life cycle of things, is they start out expensive and 
you know, low access and then they get cheaper and increase access. And the time scale for that gets shorter all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think we're too far off from pretty cheap headsets. But maybe a year or two. Maybe like in a year. I think it was a good, yeah, good like call a, for a, in a year a four hundred dollar headset, in two years a two hundred dollar headset. Yeah. You know? It was definitely a good call for them to have E Rockery in there. Oh, uh, sorry. Had it for free. Yeah. yeah. Um, or was it Lucky's Tale for free? Both. Both? And, both. Oh, that's so, good. So Lucky's Tale is going to be on every Rift, mm-hmm. but only Rift pre-orders have e The oh, Founder's Pack. That. Yeah. So the Founder's Pack. So it comes with all the future DLC, future ships, everything. Nice. It's, cool. Yeah. So it's, it's a nice I'm touch. excited for e Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, what's the name of that company? CCP Games? Yeah. I think they're really smart. Yeah, yeah I was looking them up last night. They, they yeah. are one of the best game studios. Must be. Yeah. Must be. Um, I want to say there is, there is, out of all the threads that I was reading, I think there, there was a couple valid criticisms that maybe you guys can give me some, uh, you know, what do you think on this? Like, a couple, a few people were saying, like, um, the price should have been communicated a lot earlier than just announcing it the day of pre-order because people then would have had the time to save up for it. I, um, I think, to be honest... Or anticipate I, that better. I think, in all honesty, I don't think they knew how much it was going to like. I think really? it, I think they're subsidizing a bit because um, it's custom OLED panels. I mean, I mean they could have announced it a month ago. They could have. Right. And yeah. and I someone someone said this very it's well. About and, damage control. Yeah. And someone mentioned this really interesting, like in one of the threads on the reddits that you can save between now and March you can save up an extra $200 for example it's doable and yeah yeah you still have the whole pre-order time exactly yeah, they're not charging sure. our card yet and I think that was very smart of them if they had charged our cards now I think it would be an even bigger shitstorm yeah. but I think the fact that they're not charging cards now I think it's a lot better it's... but now they can say you know uh, we it's $600 and we still got through all the pre-orders we expect for the next four months, you know? Yeah. Like, so they could say, look, you guys can say it should be cheaper. Everyone wants it to be cheaper, but, you know, we sold out. So, you know, from a business, purely business perspective, it was a good decision for them in that case. But let me tell you this. This is going to slow down the adoption of VR because what's going to happen is all the enthusiasts are going to buy the thing. All, all of them. We're all, you know, we're all, they all the probably crazies. only make so many. I mean, but I, Try, think, right. way. I think the elephant in the room but, also is you need a really powerful PC to, to do this. Right. And, like, my friend, he messaged me one day after the pre-order. He goes, did you pre-order? I'm like, yeah, 8 a.m. He's like, oh, cool. He was like, I was going to pre-order, but it's too expensive. And I go, yeah, but, you know, I'm going to get a new laptop because, of, you know, I need a GTX 970 or better. He goes, what, really? He didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. And I sent him the minimum specs or the request, the recommended specs, and he was shocked. He goes, I can't afford that. Yeah. And I think that's – I think, yes, a lot of enthusiasts are looking forward to it, but I don't think they know how powerful of a PC you need it. No, you do. You do need it. And, and, and here's the thing. Like, all right, so the barrier to entry for VR for – and think about the average gamer. Like, how much does the average gamer spend a year in, 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 in their hobby, right? Like, they, gamers are cheap. They don't spend that much money, I think. Um, and we're yes always and looking no. for yeah. deals or bargains and stuff. Um, and so – uh, yeah, like the enthusiasts, yeah, we we're, we're we're covered, but you know the rest of the industry, the rest of the other gamers, like but I it think starts it's just with the up. enthusiasts. It does, it right? And it, it's going to be people building content first, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, and people who are super interested, but then they're going to be giving feedback, so they're contributing to helping build the content too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's not going to be like 
like a passive thing where, you know, you buy the game and never, never say anything about it on the internet and like, which majority of people, that's how they would do it, right? Buy a game, not really talk about it, not really join in with the community. Yeah. I think it's going to take time. Like, people, you know, imagine when, like, the iPod was first announced. It was, it was really expensive for that time, and then it adopted a lot. Yeah. And the iPhone was really $600 on contract for two years. That's expensive. And now. if you look at inflation-adjusted numbers, too, mm-hmm. um, like, there was this article that had inflation-adjusted numbers for consoles, and they were, you know, mostly in the 400 to $600 range. Yeah, although I find it kind of interesting that... One could probably buy a PlayStation 4 and most likely a PlayStation VR headset mm-hmm. for almost the same price as an Oculus Rift, it looks like. Well, we don't know how much the well, headset's going to cost, Well, the right? PS4 is $300 new. Yeah, yeah. but their headset could cost $600. I doubt it. It's That's not a what. No, Sony usually buys it, sells it at a loss. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with Dar. I think Sony I is known for having selling shit at a maybe, loss. Like maybe. Like the PS3, they were always selling, done that. They were yeah. selling the PS3 the for like three years. Yeah. I want to, I, I think now, I think, I want to be surprised that you do say 600. I think 600 with marketing. the controllers. Yeah. Yes. That yeah, would be I so great. Imagine yeah. this. $600 with controller, pre-orders come with Half-Life 3. Boom. That's it. Drop the Ooh. mic. Walk away. That, that's it. Why don't you, why don't you work for Valve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, if they haven't talked about this. You gotta talk to Gabe. Gotta... I'll, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna email this uh, podcast to Gabe, actually. Yeah, so, man, so this brings up uh, yeah. an interesting thing. 2016 predictions. Yeah. What do you, so that's a good one to start with. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, before all right, before we let's hold let's circle oh, that. Wait, well, wait, let me come back. back to the vocal minority. Uh mm-hmm. well, here's another another uh, um thought that I was thinking about. Like, all right, so projections, you know. And actually, it isn't kind of in line in terms of predictions for 2016. Like, um you know, how how is this going to affect developers, you know, for VR at this point? Like now that you see the $600 price tra- tag, you know, how does this affect the adoption rate you know at the end of the year 2016 how many uh, how many risks are going to be sold whereas what we used to think you know we i used to think that easily easily they're going to be able to sell a million in the first year i really I, did I, didn't think so. I don't I, think they could produce a million really I, I don't think there would be a million hardcore pc gamers to even warrant that there's 125 million steam users but not all steam players are have the same hardware they're like but we're but also talking could, worldwide but imagine, like, imagine they're launching in a how many countries at the same 20, time? 20? 20, yeah. I mean, I mean, was it NVIDIA? Someone said that only 1% of PCs are, are VR ready. So let's assume like in 20 countries, what's the population of these 20 countries? It's about maybe 500 million. Yeah. So 1% of that is... I mean, one of those countries is India, right? No, it's not India. It is. My friend from India said that they're shipping to India. What? Yeah. No, I don't think... He told me when it, after the pre-orders. When I would have... Maybe they used a freight company. Like, but I don't know. He was really excited about it. No, I think most of them were Europe, the U.S., Canada, and and Japan, hmm. and Taiwan maybe I think as well. Yeah, I heard Taiwan. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. From a developer standpoint, how does this? How does a six hundred dollar price tag affect your business? I mean, what do you guys? What do you think, Dar? I mean, it, it's a work expense. I mean, yeah, yeah it's I, I can just write it off, but I can't not not, not for your customers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, okay. So I was gonna get to that actually, but a lot of people, I, I don't know. It's with with Jahan, we weren't we're not just for the Rift. We're gonna be on you know non VR platforms. You know, on the iPad, it was to be just as nice uh, on your mobile phone. It's 
And and I remember listening to this one guy. I think his name is Total Biscuit. He did a, a his opinion on it, and he said, you know, 2016 is not the year of VR. And I actually agree. It's I think it'll be next year will be the year once we see more content, like the smartphones. I think smartphones is a very great example. They came out, there wasn't that much content, and then the App Store came, and some some people started developing on it, and then it, it snowballed. And I think that's going to be the same thing. Yeah. And 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 like I I admit it, it's not. We're not. This first year is, is going to be tough for developers that we're going to have some big winners but in the long run it's it will be a bigger market and more people get the pie does this make it easier for developers with deeper pockets and better and better budgets to survive um whereas the more indie the more you know bootstrappers they're pretty much fucked this year because they won't be able i mean i don't know like if if someone may and maybe if you're maybe they have to reevaluate their business plan from the get go but like you know if someone was banking on VR being really big this year i think they got to reevaluate their business plan right um and go back in to go back to the drawing board well um, i mean or depending on survival on VR this year if right? if you're depending everything on so on that one thing, then yeah. it's not a very good business model to begin with, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, you have to yeah. you have to go into the long term. Yeah, and like it's like the like WhatsApp for example, they were one of the first uh, smartphone apps. It took them so long to adapt. I mean, it wasn't like no one bought a smartphone just for WhatsApp. It didn't work like that, and I think it's going to be the same thing with VR. There are going to be some killer apps, but I don't think it's it's going to. Although take it's time. a little different for us because people will buy the VR headsets just to use our software yeah vivid vision is um, very different yeah. yeah so we so from our point of view um you know it is kind of unfortunate that it's expensive but we're still planning on being on all the headsets that are out um what but they still all are all going to be around there i mean especially if you don't already have the phone for a gear vr mm. you know it's 600 bucks mm -hmm. but that's with the computing element too so you know that, that that's like pretty reasonable but you still need, you need to get a samsung phone that's the thing like yeah yeah so yeah it's 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 not great um but again i think it's it's going to be about slow growth it's not going to be like day one there's a million headsets and someone's you know selling half a million games at ten dollars a piece or twenty dollars a piece it's like gonna work like that yeah it's just never going to be like it never was going to be like that and yeah. you know the time scales keep drawing out longer than we hope but that's normal too. True. 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 I, I actually think, funny enough, I think cardboard's gonna get more popular because of this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. I know the difference is huge. Don't get me wrong. This is Oculus's worst fear that you're yeah, talking like, about right now. It's like oh, six hundred dollars <laughs> versus you know twenty five cents a dollar, or even twenty dollars. Fuck it, high margins. Twenty dollars for a cardboard. They try it, and more people go, oh, VR seems interesting. It's all over the news. They're marketing it. Google virtual reality. Ooh, cardboard. I can use my iPhone order yeah and i think it's gonna get more popular because of that yeah even even apple is selling viewmasters on their site right now you go to apple yeah it's in their stores i think so yeah. yeah so and and they you know and what are you going to use your um viewmaster with you know all the vr Mm -hmm. yeah, but actually, I just remembered Apple Store doesn't work, Google Store doesn't work in the Apple Store in the Apple iPhone ecosystem. I just, and Apple's gonna one day surprise us and be like, "Boom, we're Apple releasing VR, a yeah. VR headset for iPhone." That would be so. Yeah. yeah, I would be surprised if they're not starting that already. Like, no, I'm sure they've been working on it for a while. Yeah, yeah. and I, I tell people joking, half joking, like, once Apple releases it, then it's gonna be big, like. I hate to say There's it. probably truth to that. Yeah. Once Apple releases it, then it will be big, and then Android can take over. Yeah. I mean, look at look at uh, <laughs> NFC payments, for example. 
Android had it for years, and then Apple came up with Apple Pay. I remember, yeah, I remember having Google Wallet since like 2010 or 2011, and then Apple Wallet, Apple Pay comes out last year, uh, and bam, it just and Facebook came out with their payment scheme, right? Who used that? I don't know, I don't but know. I see it come up in Messenger. Really? That's yeah. Nice. If you say ten dollars, it'll be like, do you want to pay them ten dollars? I'd be like, hello. Here. I'm like, no. no, Facebook. I don't care about this. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's like, yeah, I want to send my money through Facebook. Like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I'd really like it if Mark Zuckerberg gets, you know, four percent of this. Like, <laughs> as yeah. if he doesn't have enough money. Although I won't lie, that as an Uber plug-in for Messenger, like, so if someone sends me, yeah, yeah, um, that's kind of useful. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. yeah. But then, how hard Messenger is it to copy and paste it? Messenger is doing a pretty good it? job in general. Yeah, it's uh, smart. It was smarter than to make that a platform. Yeah. Although, to be devil's advocate, how how hard is it to copy and paste an address from Messenger to, to, from any app to, to Uber? Yeah, it's like, not too bad. Yeah. But, you know, we're all about saving 10 seconds here and there. I need my 10 seconds. It adds up. <laughs> like, it adds up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't... I, yeah. 10 seconds you can use to wa- rewatch Rick and Morty, you know? That. Man, if you put that it that way. That 10 seconds adds up over time. It becomes five minutes in the next 50 years. <laughs> yeah. And that five minutes I can use to watch one-fourth of an episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. That's... More life in your life. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, $600. I guess what, what, we can move on. What, what do you think? I, I don't know. I, I, I know for a fact that um, it's definitely... Because here's the thing, I thought maybe I should have been paying more attention to the Oculus messaging, um, or maybe I should have been better at reading between the lines, because I was under the expectation for a while that it was going to be between 300, 400, and even 500. Um, but I don't know, I just, um, I it caught me a little bit by surprise, um, but at the same like time. 400 was the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Or even four fifty. I was thinking four fifty, five hundred was the minimum. Like, yeah, five hundred was the was the target for me. But yeah, yeah. For me, it's just I was I kept trying to formulate like a a reasoning for why this made sense, and I like one I was like or justifying why this made sense for them. Like one, it could be marketing. It could be it could be that supply and demand curve, right? They're estimating a supply and demand curve. Yeah. And they've decided they can sell all the ones they can produce. For 600 yeah yeah but it could also be well, well there's two things that i thought about we're like one it could be an image thing where like you know we want the public the general public to know that this is more than just a gaming box that this is that you know that you're gonna get just like a cell phone is not just it's not just made for angry birds you know because you do so many more things and we can charge you more for it um, so can the Rift do more things than the Xbox or the PS4, right? But you right? still need a and That's why we're going to charge you more. Yes, exactly. That's the, with a smartphone, you have the smartphone. Yeah. You can do whatever you want with it. You know, uh, and, but no, that's not that's not how... That's, I think, that's a big problem. Like True. Um, uh, what was I going to say? But then the other thing, so the other thing that I was... that oh, And this okay. could be this this could be rumor mill, this could be... I don't know what, what you know, what... Um, where I, I fall under this, so take this for a grain of salt. Um, I was just reading somewhere on the Reddits where like, yeah, this this is this is this smells of Samsung hiking up the prices of their panels, the OLED panels. Is is Samsung making the custom panels? Yeah, for Oculus. So so they're selling these custom panels. The first real run of a custom panel's probably expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like they definitely don't want to make it cheaper and worse. 
Like we're at a, we're at a point where we'd rather show the potential of VR really well, yeah. which is good and smart. Like, and then drop the price later, but keep the quality up beyond a certain bar. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say that I, being in the United States, I feel glad that we have the U.S. dollar because of the high strong dollar, and you know everywhere else it's like what 750, 700 euros for for a Rift without yeah, shipping. Eight hundred fifty Canadian or something. Yeah, it's like a nine hundred Canadian or no, no 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 actually that's good because the Canadian's dollar's low. But no, but it's like a thousand like. It's how much is it in Australia? It's it's as expensive everywhere else. I'm like, holy shit. Wow. Like you know, like I was gonna be in France when the rift ships. I'm like, but I don't want to. You're pay. saying 700 euro, right? Or 800 euro? How much was it? It was like 700 plus, and then it's an extra 50 euros for shipping. 750 euros, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I'm like, well, I could do that and get it in France, or I could just ship it to the United States mm -hmm. and just have someone else ship it. For Although me. it might be hard to do that. How come? Um, you know, I, I tried to ship a headset to Spain and it got sent back at customs. Oh yeah, really? Why? Yeah, I'll just go to I'll just go to some VR developer that you know I'll go to Olivier and I'll just get his CV one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna be in Europe that long. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out. So how long are you gonna be in Europe? No, I think late April. Is Paris, the, right? Yeah, Paris and Amsterdam. You're going to be capturing the Louvre. Yep, and also we're going to do uh, go in London for some business. Nice. Yeah. Um, we're targeting late April will be done. Um, we're in talks with some other museums and institutions that might extend the trip for longer. Mm -hmm. uh, but I can't exactly talk about it. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Exciting. I'll definitely keep you all updated. And off the record, once this is done, I'll tell you more about those. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't hear. I can't wait to hear more about your travel stories around. That. I'm gonna be so fucking sick of the loop. Yeah. Out, yeah. <laughs> so if it leaks, you'll know. You'll know who did it. It'll yeah, be, it'll be exactly. one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing though. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like it's like Adele. I think it was Adele who told some uh, each friend something different, mm. and then they when that was leaked, they she knew which friend did it. Oh, that's Ooh, interesting. That's smart. Yeah. That's pretty smart. Although. You know, those friends will now, will now be like, uh, I can't trust anything you say now. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Don't believe any of this. Funny how that works, man. Um, looks like we got guests. Uh, hey. Steve, what's up, man? Oh, hi, Steve. Come on board, man. We're doing a podcast. And I'm not pressing pause. We're going to do this shit live, like cool. Bill O'Reilly. We're doing it live. <laughs> Jump on board. Everybody, Steve German is about to join us on the Enter podcast. Hey, I'm Steve. <laughs> What's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. How was your New Year's? Oh, it was good. Uh, I tried. I didn't do much. I tried to stay busy. Yeah? All right. Let me go. Let's go straight to the point. What do you think of the $600 price for the Rift? It doesn't bother me, but, you know, uh, I think it would have been cool if they would like sold it as a, at a loss just to get it for first million people to buy it. But I wouldn't be surprised if they are selling it at a loss. Maybe yeah. they are. Who knows? I mean, I'm not. I mean, whatever. I mean, things cost what they cost. I mean, yeah. It's a high tech piece of gear, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that, like, after seeing the 599, I thought of PlayStation 3, like 599, and I really wanted a, a Ridge Racer like meme. Like, Ridge Racer, but for Oculus Rift, like, <laughs> I just wanted that, like, is that too much to ask? But, like, um, it could still happen. It could still happen. I, I want it to happen. You could make it happen. You could. Ridge Racer. <laughs> like, don't let your dreams be dreams, Dara. Just do it! <laughs> um, I, I heard some 
someone mentioned that they might have been afraid that like if it was too cheap then everyone would buy one and then people would return them because their PC sucked and so they wanted to keep it high to oh. to make it only so the people who had money could afford it so to mm. keep because because it would be a disaster if it was like 200 bucks and everyone's like oh I'll just buy it yeah. and they plug it into their yeah. PC and they realize oh it doesn't even work well, this is done and they return it and then they got to deal with a million returns I That's wonder true. they figure I, I'm pretty sure they can you know sell as many as they can make at that price right now yeah right, right probably true. and I wonder like if that was the case like I wonder like if there was going to be like a, a disclaimer like listen you need a fucking powerful PC <laughs> yeah. here are the requirements <laughs> if you check this box we're not liable so <laughs> do the requirements the change there. that's true yeah uh, no they've been the same same requirements right. 970 so you can build a computer that can run on those requirements for twelve hundred without a monitor. So then you added two hundred dollar monitor in, then you're talking two thousand for the whole system. Yeah. Sure. Um, and you want, but the thing is, you want uh, ideally, I think you'd want a PC that will last the two year life cycle of yeah. the Rift, right? So you know, give it some buffer. So instead of the nine seventy, you want you probably want the nine eighty Ti um, graphics card, and then and then yeah, I think that could be pretty good. Um, or, you know, it might be smarter to wait for the cards that have been designed with VR in mind and oh, just stick with, with those? the 970 Pascals? for now and then the next gen. Will... Yeah, but how long would that take? I mean, a year? Yeah. 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 Who knows? We don't. We still don't have support for multi-GPUs. Not yet. Yeah, so... Well, I mean, I think that's NVIDIA coming. is developing that. Yeah? I think they're, I've released it for developers to to implement. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think progress is definitely being made there. Yeah, it would okay. be so cool if it was natively, though. All right, what is the likelihood of these two things coming up? One, Vive sells at a loss below 600. Or two, or and or two, Valve wake, wakes up and figures out a way to partner with a hardware manufacturer that creates a Steam Box that bundles with the Vive so that you have a whole Steam Box Vive thing coming out at the same time. I would be surprised if the latter is already like in talks. Yeah? Yeah. No. Valve has always been... I guess I've never... They, they have a console, right? This a current Steam It's not box. really a console. Yeah. It's more like an operating system. Uh, yeah, Steam OS. And they do have like Steam Link and shit. Mm -hmm. um, it's like most of their too, people yeah. are just on PCs. It's they're mainly a software company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, oh, going back to the whole like Half Life Three yeah. thing. Just imagine HTC Vive, six hundred dollars with controllers, Orange Box Two. Yeah. Portal Three, Team Fortress Two VR, right. Half Life Three. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm in. That's yeah, it, man. Drop the mic. Give it to me. Walk away. <laughs> like, game over. <laughs> Although Portal Three in VR is that, are you going to be able to do that without throwing up? That's intense. if the vibe is good, you know. That's an intense game. Imagine that you couldn't do that in real life without throwing up. Like, maybe that shows how powerful, how good the vibe is. <laughs> okay. Dude, that's their marketing. You should work for them. You, you should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. I think Portal would be nice. I mean, especially since every person who's tried, and I haven't tried the Portal demo, but every person who's tried the Portal demo, they're like, they walk away like just fucking amazing. In VR? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Portal was demo going around. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was since the beginning they've had it. I mean, yeah. that yeah. would be awesome. It looks really nice. I mean, it yeah. looks like a beautiful. I mean, I didn't do the whole thing. I did like the, the very beginning, but it looked really cool. Yeah, I think yeah. we have a video of it on YouTube. Like someone uploaded it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that at all. Um, what do you guys think of the... Alright, so let's move on to predictions. Do you have any predictions for 2016? What are you guys thinking about what's going to go down? Um, any any guesses? 
right, I'll throw mine. Um, I think Morpheus is going to sell at, I think Morpheus is going to be number one, um, in terms of sales in the whole VR race for 2016. Then it's going to be followed by, uh, Gear VR or, you know, whatever version of Gear VR, you know, whether it's the one that we have now or the one that they release six months from now. And then it's going to be Vive and then Oculus. I'm sorry, but I think, you know, that's, that's sort of where I, I might think. switch gear and uh, PSVR there. Yeah? I think, I think so too, yeah. yeah. I think gear is probably going to sell the most. Really? They have the biggest head start. They, they have... only have to sell an upgrade to the phones. They don't have to sell a whole thing. And Samsung sells a ton of phones, so... Yeah. They just have to say, look, it's only $100 more to turn this into a VR headset. Who's that gonna... is their marketing. People believe that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think PlayStation so... VR would be very interesting. I, I see it selling really well. Uh, if they price it very competitively, yeah. and imagine like Journey in virtual reality, or like The Last Guardian in VR. Done. Uh, yeah, like all all PlayStation VRs come with Journey in VR. That'd be amazing. Um, that seems perfect. There's a hundred. So they've so the Shuhei or Kazuhirai, one of them has has talked about like yeah, there's already a hundred games coming out for PlayStation VR. Sixty of them are gonna be coming out this year, um, and that's a lot of games for PSVR. Uh, and Didn't they already have... put out a number for how many games? A hundred by the end of the year. Yeah. Did they really? Yeah. Wow. They were saying like forty of that was Oculus Studios, something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. That's a, that's that's impressive. Uh, <clears throat> so what's the number for Vive? How many games are going to be supported? I think for Vive? it's going to. Oh, I don't know about Vive. But probably say... way more than that, right? Because of Steam. Because it'll be people upgrading who are already on Steam to support. Like, but a lot of that's not going to be VR first design. Yeah, it's going to be like they... VR added in. Yeah. I think the vibe's gonna. I don't know actually. Like I keep thinking HGC is a big problem of it, cause like I I, I tell people the only problem with, with the HGC vibe is HGC. Somehow they screw up their marketing and shit. I don't know. Like <laughs> I'm sorry HGC. You make you make you used to make good phones. You were the chosen one, but and then I don't know what happened. <laughs> like I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure to be the chosen one. Yeah, yeah it, it is really is. Like. <laughs> I mean, imagine if Half-Life 3 or Orange Box 2 was bundled with it, and they still screwed up the marketing. No one knew about it, and they were like, oh yeah, it comes with Half-Life 3, it's amazing. Everyone's like, what? Like, no one would hear of it. But I'm convinced room-scale VR is the thing we want. And that, like, I think Gear VRs will sell the most, but it's gonna, it's gonna be, like, these smaller, less useful experiences compared to room-scale VR, which is gonna be, like, useful tools and... I mean, here's the thing. Who's gonna have Who's gonna have a room big enough with a powerful enough computer and move around the furniture to actually accommodate that? That's my issue. Like my, I am. If it's cool, well, I yeah, you have a home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you have a home. <laughs> like I, I have a room. <laughs> like I have to move the coffee table and the TV. And yeah, I, I think living rooms, rooms are gonna yeah. turn into VR rooms in the long run. Yeah, and that people are gonna, sure. you know, maybe track a much smaller couch so you have a VR couch, and then have a big wide open space for the rest of the room. And know where all the surfaces are, know where, you know, the keyboard is, which will also be tracked in VR in the room. <clears throat> you know what I I, I kind of real, thought about now? This is going to sound really disgusting. Uh, but uh, have you guys sort of seen the show Black Mirror? Yep. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, you should totally watch it's it. Really it's good it's good amazing, yeah. yeah. So remember the third episode about, like, the memories with the eyes? And you can, like, re rewind the memories? Uh, uh -huh. So remember the one scene where, like, they're having sex and they're both imagining really good sex, but they're just, like slowly thrusting really bad yeah imagine the same thing but in vr 
you're like a, a woman or males having is doing it with a dildo, but they're seeing it in VR, seeing something different in VR. So they're immersed in it physically and and through the uh, and through sight. Or they're it's people gonna having sex or something, or, or even a, <laughs> or even a blow up doll and fuck it. No, this and, is. And, it's, yeah, this was my idea to sell. So I don't know. I, I don't know. For some reason, I heard couch, and I'm like, oh yeah, porn. <laughs> no, I'm like yeah, sex couch. We should like, totally work yeah, together yeah. because this is my this is this is my idea to solve homelessness in San Francisco. Like you set up a storefront where the yeah, right? I'll, you know, no, my ears see, see where this is going. Perked up. Here, this is how we solve homelessness in San Francisco. We set up a storefront. We have a bunch of you know HMDs and like you know uh, lazy boy couches, right? And you go to this lazy boy couch and you put on an HMD. And in the HMD, you're having sex with the most beautiful person on earth, but but the person who's stroking you, they're homeless, you know. And this is the, that's horrible. This is the most Silicon Valley thing I've ever heard in my it's entire life. It's the most Silicon Valley thing since the homeless Wi-Fi hotspot. I'm so serious. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You give them healthcare. You give them. A, you you give them a good paying, a good job, right? And you will never know the difference because they're gonna be their hands are gonna be nice and moisturized and lubricated, so you will never know that this is a homeless person. If they have homes, they're not job. homeless. They're homeless because they don't want to work in the first place. That's a job. I mean, well, yeah, a hand job's still a job, Chris. <laughs> well, well, this is for <laughs> people who want to, you know, have a new kind of job. I yeah, guess. like if you're totally mentally insane, maybe like, that's all you can do is smoke crack and inject. Isn't this kind of the same as prostitution <laughs> though? Yeah, it's basically yeah. a virtual so reality prostitute. You're not a homeless prostitute. Or not Megas, but Nevada. This is a virtual reality. happen in brothels across the world. All over the world. All over I can see world. this happening We in can brothels. do this. Well, we not do this, this exactly, together. but virtual reality related things in brothels. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's the thing. Here's the best thing about it. One, you don't get an STD because you, there's no contact with bodily, bodily fluids, and the other person gets a job, and everybody wins. But robots can do it more efficiently, right? I was right? just about to say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, let's just skip the point where humans have that job and give it straight to robots. That's true, but come on, James. We gotta like we gotta have a buffer for the machine economy. Otherwise, at your rate, society's just gonna collapse. Um, that's a political problem, not a technological problem. <laughs> I solve that on the... Chris, I'm just wrapping my mind around this idea. It's... it's what? I'm telling <laughs> like, you, man. It would work. There's so... How? Like, I refuse to endorse this at this moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm going to have to... I'm not condoning this. Okay, fine. fine, fine Here's right. an extension of that idea. Like, what if you had, like... You know, this, I like the whole idea of the... Um, exercise on like an exercise bike or like on a treadmill then have the VR experience mm -hmm. but like add the sex thing with the exercise thing so you have like a personal instructor who's hot and you're like doing your bicycle and you're doing your all your exercising and at the end you can like you know pull her shirt off and and then do the uh do the do the little device have sex or whatever. That's great motivation. That's <laughs> that great is good motivation. motivation. So it's kind of yeah. like you get the whole package. You get the workout and you get the sex and then you can take it off and you're in good shape. And the you, start of the oh, exercise. Take a shower. Take and a shower and you're done. Yeah. And the I whole think VR time, exercise is definitely. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. No. And the whole time she's stroking your ego. She's like, Yeah, you stud. Yeah, you're such a strong man, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, Okay, I'm done with the workout. Then right? <laughs> <laughs> you then you have like the whatever the, the flashlight device thing. That you have next to the couch. I don't know. I, I've wow. tried to figure out a contraption where, like, you can you can get a flashlight to work with the hard drive of the PS4. You know that motor? Maybe you can turn that motor and hack a flashlight into it. Motor? Some, something like that. Didn't there's, there's a game called Fez back in the PS2 days and all that? Mm -hmm. So it came with like a mo a, like a vibrating controller, mm -hmm. but it turns. I remember reading online. I don't know how true it is, but women females 
found a way to use the game to take their advantage mm. and with their clit and all that. Nice. So that's one reason why the game sold so well is because they used that because they vibrated really powerfully. Uh, <laughs> so like, actually, no, no, someone who designed a remote controlled dildo that connected to your phone. Oh, I heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Wasn't there a company in Japan, Hitachi? Then they come out with like a Hitachi massager, and then it, you know they like it got to a point where like everybody knew that this was yeah. It's been on for years. About yeah, yeah, thing, right? totally. Right, right, yeah. Even the magic the, wand. It's like a, yeah, yeah, that's the one. All right, so back back to room scale uh, potential applications. I have a good one for you guys. So what? Remember the movie The Matrix in the first in the one scene Never where Morpheus? What what movie? I know it's kind of obscure. I know it's kind of obscure. You gotta that hip indie film, right? You gotta, yeah, you gotta look it up. It's actually you know they only played it played it in select theaters, like four theaters when it came out. But but um but in that one movie, there's this one guy named Neo and there's this other guy named Morpheus, and they go to this dojo and they about to they're about to train in martial arts. That scene where like you know he closes his eyes for a second and he wakes up and then he's like I know kung fu I know jujitsu we're gonna get there right but we gotta take baby steps so how about this how about we create a virtual reality martial arts trainer where like you are in the Vive and you got that your controller to track right and we're giving you you know instructions on how to punch and you'll get like targets and stuff and all of a sudden you uh yeah you turn the whole martial arts learning experience like. No, the punching and kicking into a into a game. That's actually you that need the robot. Be... If you had the robot that had like you know the padded like that, yes. like fighting you, that's too, that'd yeah. be fucking that would be yeah, amazing. That would be. I mean, if you could do like wristbands and then like ankle straps, mm-hmm. so you can like track kicks and punches, mm-hmm. and you don't want to be holding the, the, the controllers, probably, so yeah. you can actually punch stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then maybe you know. Have some kind of physical thing you, to hit that maps to the virtual yeah, thing, and you could probably integrate the sensors to like the padding or something of your body. Yeah, so, I I, I dream cool. of the day when someone someone will like beat up a guy in self defense, and they'll be like, "That's right, bitch! I trained in virtual reality." <laughs> this, this is how I... <laughs> they did a badass moment. Yeah. It's like trained in virtual reality. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so dorky, like. <laughs> You punks ain't shit who spend all your time in the real world. Like, <laughs> I'm in the virtual yeah, world. I'm learning martial arts in virtual Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that <laughs> I think we're a ways off from that. We're okay. a long way off okay. of that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like those people who like... I don't know how many people really lost weight with a Wii Fit. Like, mm, I think people have. I, I've heard good things. Yeah, but not. I don't think the majority of people... I mean, I think... Those I are, know. Bruce, Bruce Wooden has... Has a they they bought the body of a stallion because he used to do a lot of dance dance revolution. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So so it's worked for him. Yeah, there's a good example, and I think most room scale games are gonna give you that by default. So if yeah. you play any of those games a lot, they're gonna be moving around. I I could see there being like a dance dance revolution in VR or something somehow. Yeah. That would be well. Would that really be necessary? But oh well. Like, even just low-impact things, like something like Tilt Brush is way more exercise than just sitting in your chair doing nothing. Yeah. Like, getting up and walking around the room and waving your arms around and stuff. So if you add that up to all the time you spend on the computer, it's going to help. Well, Carl Kranz at SVVR, he said that he lost weight from using the Vive so often. Yep. He looked like he lost weight. Yeah. Definitely does. Um, did you guys, by the way, going back to the Vive, some PR guy at CS during an interview talked about how they were... They figured out a new hardware configuration that helped them with uh, lenses not fogging up. Um, 
And that's a big deal because yeah, if yeah. we're talking about exercise, that's a, you know, people being sweaty and the lenses getting foggy, like that fucks up the whole experience. <laughs> Every time we got to take it off to like wipe the lens down. So the, the new Gear VRs seem to mostly solve that problem. They just put a little fan in there, added some ventilation. Did they literally put a little fan in there? Yeah. Yeah, they have sixes and yeah. editions have it. I think the, the consumer ones do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have the replaceable front pad too. Yeah. So you can wash those. I think those two things help a lot. Those are they're like little details that matter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, out of all the heads that you guys tried, which one's the most comfortable on your head? Probably the CV1, actually. CV1 is the most comfortable? Yeah. <clears throat> I've still never tried the CV1. So. I liked the Vive the best, but that, but the, the CV1 is kind of wide for my face. Mm-hmm. And they said they're going to fix that in their in the real release. Uh, but the, the, the Vive fit perfectly. It wrapped... Fully run my head. And it got no light leakage. I mean, the Vive fit well too for me, but it, it was a little heavy, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Whereas CV1 is really light. Like, yeah. Well, the, the new Vive Pre is a lot lighter I'm and sure smaller. I'm sure yeah. So we'll see how much that makes a difference. I'm torn between Vive and Morpheus. Somehow... The Morpheus, Morpheus is very light. Yeah, yeah I forgot it, about that for a moment. And the headset, in the headset, oh, the panel's not really, like, it's not resting your face, on your face. It's, like, floating over your face somehow. Yeah, but, I mean, they keep adding new improvements. Yeah. Uh, like, I was talking to Phil Fish of uh, Fez, and um, and he mentioned, like, they keep sending him new new ones all the time. Wow. And, like, he's had, like, he's, it's like his 20th or something. 20th? Something like that. It was, like, a high amount. Dude, and can you send you one or one or two or something? Is he, like... I'm, I'm getting one this month, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With PSVR. Nice. So, nice. yeah, yeah. So, uh, either... Hopefully this month, yeah. I guess they have the money to iterate fast like that. I mean, that's the way you do it if you have, you know, mm-hmm. unlimited money. It's just, like, have some people you know who are, like, developing quickly with it and keep sending them new versions and getting feedback and... Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys talked about the fact that there's no touch controllers? I mean, that seems to be like a huge deal. Like, yeah, yeah, that's really. I mean, and, what, and what's the big deal? Why can't they make them? They're, fi- I mean, they got a lot of money. Why can't they manufacture these things? I mean, are there, is there? Does anyone know there's a rumor why these things are hard to uh, get finished and, and boxed up? I remember yeah. Palmer Lucky did an interview last year, and when the touch was released for this for CV uh, for quarter one of this year, and they, he said we could have released the touch now. But most developers are developing for the gamepad, therefore we don't want to release it yet. Uh, but I don't know. I think that's stupid. I think they should have released the it so people will be releasing it with it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. critical. It's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's a critical part of the experience. Yeah, really. when, when you look at accessories for like consoles, let's say consoles for example, the highest selling co- accessory was actually the Wii Fit, and only twenty percent of Wii buyers bought it. It shouldn't be marketed or sold that way. That that's like a failure. Like yeah. it should be like this is a package that comes with of Oculus course. Touch and everything uses Oculus Touch. I like, think CV two is definitely gonna do yeah. that. Like here's my theory. Here's my besides the obvious that like they just they're just not they just weren't ready. The technology wasn't ready. The other theory in my mind is Microsoft, um, where Microsoft owns like forty percent of Facebook. Forty? Yeah. Um, I didn't know. A that. huge stake I, in Facebook. And, they have they, they have a board seat and they have and then like Facebook owns right? Oculus and somehow they're all talking to each other where Microsoft's like hey we got a fuck ton of these controllers here you know, you guys wanna you want you want some <laughs> I mean yeah I mean the the they say the Rift is gonna be co- uh, compatible with Xbox One whatever that means yeah is the CV one gonna be working on a Mac no, no. they said once so that's once the Mac's, same Microsoft deal right no no they they claim that that once Mac hardware comes up to spec then they'll they'll do it. 
Which I'm I'm smelling some bullshit in that. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? Believes that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they dropped Mac support from the SDK the same time they announced the Xbox controller thing. So coincidence? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, that's that's my theory. I think it's it's a Microsoft thing. I, I mean, I, I think it's kind of weird because Apple people who buy Apple products tend to do have more money, especially Macs. It seems like a natural alignment. Like, oh, six hundred dollars. Okay, I'll yeah. use that with my Mac. Mm-hmm. It seems natural, uh, whereas Windows, it's all over the place. You buy a hundred dollar Windows computer. I or... mean, you could see how Microsoft would want it, would want to get the impression that VR is PC. You know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. they'd like want to set that precedent oh, yeah. before Apple comes out with their own stuff. Of course, yeah. So if Microsoft owns a large stake of Facebook, it makes sense to be like, no, don't do that. Yeah, no, no we're voting that down. I mean, all these <laughs> headsets is making me really worried about the fragmentation of the market. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. That's and I think and that's the reason why <laughs> Sam and that's the reason why I have PS4 or PSVR at the top of my list in terms of like which one's going to be most more successful because they don't have to worry about fragmentation at all. I mean, Sony has the that ones who are, are pre-fragmented, right? Right. They're just already pre-fragmented. Well, that's a blessing in disguise for them. Yeah. They already know. have 35 million players who are ready to like spend anything like yes. they put out. And then you got the gear platform where, or the Android How many platform. phones are out? How many phones that support gear? I mean, every every S6, S6, S6. Edge, Note 5, yep. and Note 4. Not not on the consumer version. But you could still get a gear for Note 4, right? The Innovator Edition, which is, they're being sold at a high markup on eBay and shit. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, it's like 250 I think. Is it? Really? Yeah. Whoa. I'm tempted to sell my This S6. is why... Oculuses are selling for six hundred because used DK twos are selling for four hundred fifty dollars. They're right slowly now. decreasing oh, yeah. in price. Wow. Yeah, for how many? How much now? Four hundred fifty. Oh, okay, so a little for like over. a good condition used one. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's a little over the original wow. price. Wow. At least it wasn't as bad as nine hundred at the time. Like, did, did yeah, you say yeah. it was like eight? Brand new ones are still selling for a thousand. Buy it now. Brand new DK twos. I don't even use mine. I, the resolution is not good enough. It doesn't give me presence. Is it good condition? Yours? Oh yeah, mine's perfect. Condition. I'll get it off you if you don't want it. Actually, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm still I'll using just... it for like just turning the camera. Like I'll I'll pick it up and move the camera. Around yeah, yeah, yeah. Testing, you, know? you get to that that point <laughs> pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> where you're like, I'm just gonna move this around, and I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll imagine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna put it on off and on my head. Right. Yeah, which that seems like something that could someone would should easily or not easily but should definitely nail down how to program in VR I've seen some stuff I know people are like you're going to be able to program in Unity with keeping the headset on and the environment's going to be around you it'll update the environment oh yeah have you tried the Envelop demo no (coughs) the company called Envelop is in Seattle they have a full demo where they actually one of the demos is using Unity inside VR and hitting play and then it just like replaces that's pretty You're cool. Unity. What is Envelop do? That's pretty cool. It's basically like Windows for VR. Oh, okay. It's like, it has a whole windowing system where you can like, a when you move the mouse, for example, it goes into Z space or whatever, you know, it kind of goes. Uh, is it built on Unity? Uh, no, it had their own custom engine. Oh, okay, because then I would have been like, yo, dog, I heard like Unity, so put Unity in Unity so you can develop while you develop. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. You have, they, have, they had a demo and it's like, they were, it was really nice. It was just like, yeah, for once, you could actually type, hit yeah. play plays, quit. I mean, that's the future. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. No, yeah, no doubt. But do you think the resolution would need to be... Oh, yeah. I mean, programmable. I was thinking about program, programming in VR. Like, resolution I did it in the CV1, and it wasn't... 
it was pretty. It was definitely usable. Nice. Did you go to CES? No, okay. I could have gone, but nah, I figured I'd save the money. Yeah. Do you ever see me one now, or? No, I went to this uh, conference in Seattle, like it's called what, C- CVR. CVR. Yeah, I went CVR. to the one the year before last one. And they had a um a demo of the CV one with envelope. Nice. Oh, cool. Nice. That's cool. How's the CVR or how's the Seattle space looking like, or the VR community over there that you saw? Oh well, yeah, in Bellevue supposedly there's like, and that's where the conference was. There's like a like a Epic has an office there, Steam has their office there, Envelope has their office there. There's, there's I think there's like 30 companies right in this little like yeah. block wow. of these high rises, and they're all like VR gaming companies. Wow. So it's so that little pocket's amazing, you know. But it's a boring little town, and I'm not sure if I'd want to live there. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it's close to Seattle. I mean, yeah, we actually uh, just set up three clinics around Bellevue. Oh, cool. So they were, you know, on the even on the optometry <laughs> side, they're early adopter. You know, they've been oh, following yeah. VR. It's supposed to be a rich because community. Because it's like local to them, you know. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Wow. That's a, yeah. What about in, in terms of places in, in just regional? You know, basically cities, right? Where that are going to be the first places that are going to be hubs for VR. It seems like, I think that's an easy thing to nail I down. I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's a, it's a more a population than. Yeah, it's a more pop, yeah population thing. Um, other than that, what else are you guys thinking about in terms of VR? Um, or you know, any. Um, do you have any curveballs, um, that you'd be surprised or shocked that they happened? Yeah, not too much. No, it's been no. a while since I've been shocked. I'm expect. Yeah, I'm just expecting a Gear VR competitor by LG. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. I'm expecting uh, the so PSVR to be number one. Um, I don't know. I think I'm expecting this. But I'm expecting Google to have a like an Android in VR. I, I know that's happening. Mm, uh, I think in five years it's going to be eighty percent Android or ninety percent Android. You think so? Yeah. Android I think it's VR. the same story every time. <laughs> you know, going back to uh, Apple versus PC, and then um, Apple versus Android, and now it's going to be the same thing, where high quality is going to lead, and in the beginning it's going to be all these high quality experiences, high quality hardware, and then eventually the thing that's like wide across the widest number of devices that already <laughs> exist in the world, you know, that's going to win in the end. And it's going to be lower quality, but it's going to be cheaper and more accessible. Yeah. But what about like Android on the desktop with like a nine a nine eighty or two? I mean, what if they pulled that off? Could you have like a Steam OS type of thing where it's like Android OS with a nine eighty, and then it hooks up to your. But the desk, but the PC mm-hmm. experience. Oh, could they, could they the take that? Could they take the mobile space too? You know, could, like could, could Android could take over the? Mo- My question is not just like the mobile like your VR space, but could, yeah. they, could Android take over the desktop VR space too? I don't think so. I think Google could. I mean, I don't know if they Google will, but they trying, could. but they've been trying with Chromebooks. <clears throat> Chromebooks are gaining in popularity, yeah. and honestly, they're pretty nice. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty nice. Like what you get? Oh, yeah, yeah, totally nice. Yeah. For two or three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like yeah. I give the Chromebooks to my kids because if they drop them, it's just like I can order one on Amazon. It comes the next day, and it's like here's a new thing. They're yeah. only like 120 bucks or, or less. If you get yeah. them like used, like refurbished, it's like 80 bucks for a Chromebook. Oh wow. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played with the Chromebooks. The la you know, I saw them a couple years ago and I was like, ah, this is never gonna take off. But it seems like it's doing well. That's a, it's good for kids because there's like there's no there's no risk in handing a kid this thing and then 
I mean, my kids have been good. They haven't broken many. They only broke like three of them, but you know, <laughs> I don't feel at all like nervous about his handing them this device. Wow. Yeah, like uh, they can take it to bed and they can, you know, take it to eat breakfast and you know, use it. And it's no worries. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, hey, Eric. What's hey, up? Eric. Hey, what's up, guys? So Eric is here. Are you gonna join us for a podcast real quick? Uh, well, I'm here, aren't I? So have a seat. Have a seat, sir. <laughs> <coughs> um, yeah, no, I was at Google's headquarters a couple months ago, and I tried that new Chromebook Pixel, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and it was really nice. It's $1,500. I got the original Chromebook Pixel. I bought it when it was new, and I thought it was amazing. Nice. It's like, it's like a, it, you know, it's definitely as high quality as like a MacBook Pro. Like, the trackpad is flawless, and the hardware wow. is flawless, and it opens really nicely. Yeah, they're really good. Wow. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, the new ones, it's, it's slightly better, but Probably. it's really, I mean, it's all technology, it's always yeah. slightly better. But I bought mine's a few years old, and it still is perfect. Like, yeah. My, my kid uses it. So going back to VR, so if 2016 is not the year of VR, so what is, what is 2016 the year of? The seed, the planting of the seeds. Yeah. Of VR. Are there, I mean, what other industries is, is set to explode or take over besides VR? this point drones or drones are gonna explode yeah you think uh, it's gonna get better yes and no <laughs> i'm not into the drone business so i have no idea 3d you printers what happened to 3d printers man I, I feel like i'm not hearing enough about them these days progress is slow but there's there's been progress yeah i think we're gonna see more in the mobile front i think that's gonna still continue to grow and expand we're gonna it's see. not the year of the 3d printer though not the year i can tell, of the 3D I can tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> um it's not there yet i think electric cars will be big was going mm. to get big, uh, you know the who, who was it, GM or was it Ford or what GM, is, GM yeah. with the Chevy Bolt? That was it or Bolt? Bolt sorry, Bolt. Bolt. Yeah, they're, they're gonna come out for thirty-five thousand dollars with with subsidies. Uh, then Tesla's Mark th- Model Three, which is gonna come out next year, and and I think it's gonna build more. And then GM had that five hundred million dollar. Uh, investment into Lyft for for self drive self driving man that's where that's where yeah. it's going yeah I think it's gonna be electric first then we're gonna see self self driving because that's gonna take it's gonna take time to adopt it it'll dovetail be about the same yeah. <laughs> parallel development how how is that business model gonna look like you know five ten years from now when when people don't own or don't feel the need to own cars the way they do now because they drive themselves because you know you can just order an Uber or Lyft and it picks you up from your house and you don't ever have to worry about parking or any of that but like what is that business model going how are they going to make more money doing that than they are doing now just selling cars see what i'm saying like that's what i'm struggling with like how well the car drivers. companies will still have to make all the cars right yeah. so they're going to sell it to uber and lyft and we're going to see a lot more else. leasing and i think we see that already like car ownership with people our age more or less is way down compared to what it was 20 years ago for sure and I, I think one thing is that we all live in the Bay Area it's very it's an anomaly except for New York or even DC that we we see all this you know <clears throat> cars are not, not as necessary here because of parking is shit and all that but some places you need a car still I don't yeah. think that's going to change oh yeah please. I think it is going to change I think at some point it's going to not be economically viable to own your own car because it's going to be so much cheaper to order one of the autonomous decentralized urban areas definitely but even outside of like you know even in like a mildly urban areas i think that's going to become true i mean these things can still drive you know 
drive someone an hour into to a city, drive someone out an hour out of the city. You know, they're not going to care where their cars are all but over the U.S. it's not going to be cost – that situation is not going to be cost effective. Like a teenager would rather have a $500 beater and drive it around than what would it cost to do a lift from your hometown to the next – When you don't have to pay a driver – but you what s- makes you think that'll be any cheaper than a taxi? No, yeah, Lyft is- it'll be cheaper. It'll Why? it'll come way I down. I think they're gonna keep that price. How could it possibly be? They're gonna like because there's gonna be Uber and Lyft, and they're gonna have to compete, and then they're both gonna get rid of all their drivers, and then cost goes down. It'll go down for them, but that doesn't mean it'll go down for the consumer. I think it will. I don't think it will. I think it will. It's going to become way more efficient. Lyft and Uber are very sneaky with their prices. They secretly increase or decrease their prices. They I have. I have proof that Lyft, Lyft themselves in their app for iOS and Android, they have different prices for both phones on the same route. Really? Yep. Which one was more? iOS, of course. Well, duh. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. just, I just wanted to get it on there. Yeah. They have secretly changed the Lyft lines in like SF, for example, without having any sort of announcements. Uber Pool, for example, added an extra dollar if you have two passengers. Huh. Yeah, they don't t- say this shit, and I will not be because they think the ends justify the means for the, for this. Like, we're eliminating the taxi industry. Fuck taxis. Uh, fuck the power. But I think that I think that's going to be the justification. Well, I, st- I stand by my prediction: five to ten years, fully autonomous fleets of cars that are cheaper to use than owning your own car cheaper for by them. a significant amount. Cheaper for them, no, but cheaper not, for, not for us. Cheaper for cheaper for everybody. No, no, their logic's going to be. Oh, it's only five dollars one way. You should appreciate it instead of having maintenance and insurance. You know that's the logic people are have now. I, mean, I think that would be the bigger logic. If there's five bucks one way, if there's competition, then, yeah. then you should sure. I mean, five should bucks in SF because for they only keep thirty percent of what they pay the driver, right? <laughs> Depends on the place, but yeah, around there, twenty anyway. to thirty. Yeah. So then you remove the driver and the medallion. Don't and forget it, those medallions are one point two million. Yeah. So you've just decreased the cost of this service. No, no, the medallions are only for for taxis, though, not for Lyft and Uber. Right, but he's comparing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought unless I missed. So it's going to be. It, I mean, it already is cheaper than taxis, and it's going to. Okay. I think it's going to be way cheaper to use these services than it is to buy a car and own it and take care of it and have insurance and. <clears throat> you know, most of them are just sitting out there depreciating, doing nothing. Ninety percent of the time, ninety-five percent of the time. And there's more of them on the road. Like uh, yellow taxi, there's only I guess. There's 1,200 taxis on the road in one time in the SF area, for instance. I mean, that's because... Versus the, how many are there in Lyft, how many Lyfts and how many Ubers. Well, that's because most of the taxi drivers went to Lyft and Uber. That's the, that's what they did. Yeah. It hasn't changed. Like, it's... There's still taxi drivers. There's more people, people driving than whoever doing taxis. And a lot of taxi but drivers... But SF's are, an anomaly, though. That's the thing. But even even in Lansing, Michigan, where I'm from, people are... Like, Uber got caught, caught on, and now it's common, you know? Like, there used to not be a... Taxi. Like, there used to be taxis just by the bars just at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. Um, and now those don't exist anymore, and there's Ubers anytime you want. <coughs> I mean, I forgot what I was going to say. Something up. Well, I mean, one thing that I, that I go back to and I always keep thinking about is, like, how how they're, these companies are valued at such high numbers, like... Uber being what sixty-two billion. Higher, <laughs> it's more than the entire taxi industry in the world combined. What the fuck? Like, how does this make sense? What is, what is the what is the logic? This is what living in the numbers? future looks like, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> assuming that investors are gamblers, it makes sense. <laughs> All right. So that that seen as a bet, 
not as like that's what it's currently worth but as a this has a percentage chance of being worth so much more than this so so evaluations the rule is this value and you have to calculate the value in 10 years so that's what they're that's why it's so high because they see the potential in the future so that's why like uh, peter thiel's book zero to one uh explains the calculations very well actually mm-hmm. it's this plus this plus this divided by whatever i don't remember and they believe there's a decent shot of Uber controlling, like, m- most of the cars on Earth. Or some form of Uber. I mean, keep yeah. in mind, it's entirely possible that Uber's current business model will get sued out of existence. No, but the, still, the, yeah, 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 for sure. The CEO has admitted that he, he wants to replace all taxi dri- all li- Uber drivers with autonomous cars. Right. No, that's admitted that. totally their plan. That's yeah. clearly their plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I find it strange. In the beginning, they're like, "We're in, we're we're dealing with the taxi industry. We're empowering anyone to drive an Uber." <laughs> and then they're like, "Nope, fuck you, drivers. It's all autonomous." <laughs> but this is the story for everything. No, right? I agree. But but it, it, a lot of people's rhetoric, uh, they're like, "Oh, fuck the taxis. Uber all the way. Uber strong." You know, they think the ends justify the means. But they're ignoring that Uber's plan is to have all. Because everyone. Follows short-term incentives. Yes, yeah. it's very high mind. It's very annoying. Yeah. yeah, I've had conversations with Uber, or I try to bring it up subtly when I'm whenever I'm in an Uber or a Lyft car. Like I'm yeah. always, I always try to bring it up. Like, hey, did you know about this thing called like machine learning and deep learning and how they're like, you know, these cars can drive themselves? And because because yeah. I don't know, like I have these conversations with these people and and. and you know, and I, for some, and I maybe I'm nosy, but I'm like, hey, so what are your long-term plans? What do you, what do you, where do you see yourself five years from now? And and then I try to like somehow like drop or incept them with 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 the notion or the idea that like you know these cars they're you know or these jobs won't be What's around their for response? very long. What's their response? To um, they they try to ignore me or they try to like really? you know change the subject or they like, or they or, or they're shocked or they're like or you know, incredulous like they just don't think that this is gonna happen. Um, so yeah, Jordan had that conversation uh, with his brother who drives uh, Lyft. Yeah, and. It would be interesting uh, to get Jordan's brother's take on it. I don't think any Lyft or Uber drivers considers that they're going to be this is they're going to be a driver forever. This is what they do, you know. It's it's, not something you can depend on. Versus the taxi industry, I know people that were man. I've I've been a New York cabbie for twenty years as my father before me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's I mean in New York and. Look at we're not talking about London, which has a very very specific taxi industry. Like, yeah, the training they have for that is the is test brutal. Is, is really brutal. And in London in particular is a little. I, I think everybody here has been to London at least once. I mean, right? I'm from London. So. Oh, well, they, yeah, you do you know, you know what the, <laughs> like, the black cabs. Yeah, forget about it, man. I mean, you have to know every street, every like yeah. side road, and they everything. do. And yeah. They do. It's a very, and you have to retake that test every few years too. So it's not like yeah, one no. time you're done. And that's one of the controversies with Uber is that people don't have to learn that test. So people are like, oh, you know, you know, you can easily get cheated or whatever with Uber. Yeah. And, and it's relying on GPS. I mean, we've all driven into the Google hole, yeah. you know, at least once <laughs> while using maps, you know. And and like the UK, it's very regulated. A lot of industries, funny enough, and taxis are one of them. So that's why Uber is being fought really strong there because people are like, oh, why do I need to pay ten pounds for for a tax black cab when I can just pay six pounds for an Uber? It gets me to the same place. And it's, but it's seen as a profession by people who enter it, not as you know. I'll just pick up an extra three hundred bucks over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I met a, a guy in New York um, who was driving for Uber, but a friend of his bought a medallion for like uh, 
$900,000 12 months ago. Whoa. Right. And then six months ago, it was $500,000. And the guy, he was telling his friends, like, you, you just got to cut your losses and get rid of that thing, like, right now. Wow. And his friend was like, you know, I think it's just, like, a fluctuation. It'll probably no, go man, back up. No, the stock market. Those things are, yeah, oh, no. yeah you, you bought stock <laughs> in a buggy whip company in 1910 is what you did. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny. So that's, you know, it's like all that value just something historically which has retained value and increased and then all of a sudden something comes up which just like destroys its value yeah. it was funny South Park did a good take on Uber and Lyft and ride sharing and one guy one, one kid was like oh yeah if they made taxis clean if the drivers were friendly if it was more competitive in pricing then they would be able to compete and then one tax I think someone slapped one of the kids in the head they're like no that's too common sense don't say that because <laughs> I don't think taxis are doing I think they just need to reform that's my honest opinion. Like, I mean, they need to run their business like Uber runs their business. Yeah. And the, then offer better quality if they're going to charge I, more. I have my doubts, honestly. They, they aren't going to be able to compete with price. No. And they can't even – you know, Yellow yellow Taxi here in SF went bankrupt. I heard that it was because of a lawsuit though. Like someone got hurt in an accident and it was an $8 million some, Yeah, lawsuit. some driver ran into some like, <clears throat> three people or something. So literally they had $8 million like removed from the company like instantly? If, if the – Company that is the monopoly in tax, I mean, de facto <clears throat> monopoly, you know, Yellow Cab. Um, it's not like Chicago where you have Yellow Cab and then Woolly Cab, which is the same company. Um, if they can't take an $8 million hit, then they're not. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're they got other problems. Yeah, it was, it, if it wasn't that, it, was it would have been something oh, else. Sure, yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't insurance, like, that was, didn't pay. That. Yeah, the insurance is limited at a million, they said. Oh, and then okay. the lady is like, what, what the hell? How, how can this corporation have such bad insurance? Yeah. Wow. I think that's one of the controversies of Uber and Lyft. I find is that the insurance is very is very spotty, and like right. Uber and Lyft requires you to have your own insurance. <laughs> and the background right. checking is this is and this is my beef with these companies is at the end of the day I think they're they're making money off the backs of their their contractors. Yeah, you know it's they they just hey we're just not not going to comply with any regulations because we're not really a taxi company so they they get to take they get to take their huge cut. And not not taking the overhead that the taxi companies traditionally do, mm -hmm. which is I think a goes into an issue that I think I it's, have labor I, I, and stuff like that. It's interesting that in theory, Lyft and Uber and all the people doing it should have to compete both for customers and for drivers. Yeah. Uh, and that drivers can you know switch to whichever one's better for them. Customers will switch to whichever one's better for them. I know people that say that they only use Uber or Lyft because of the price, and if they see something that is cheaper, they will jump to it immediately. Like, there's no friction to yeah, change too. for <laughs> either drivers or If someone had a new app that was riders. cheaper, I wouldn't care. Yeah. I would just add so it, like, second app. it could change really quick. That's what I hit one button and have it arrive. You, yeah. you guys haven't had an experience difference in taxi between taxis and uh, Uber and Lyft? I certainly have. Oh, I have. I, yeah, I, I hate yeah. taxis. Taxis are yeah. horrible. Dude, I, I was flying to... I had an international flight. I called the... I called the taxi company because... James, you know, I try to do taxes whenever I can. I, you know, organize labor. But, uh, man, called them the day before. I have a 9, 9 a.m. flight. Pick me up at this time. You know, 7.55 rolls around. It's an international flight. i got to get there soon. 7.55 rolls around. No taxi, no taxi. I'm calling them up, calling them up. Finally, I just get desperate. I get a lift. It's in my door in five freaking minutes. Okay. I'm halfway to the airport. I get a call from the taxi company saying, okay, we're on our way. And it's, it's just like, what the hell, man? Yeah. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, and if, a, if a, the taxi company cannot do that kind of service, they have no freaking chance to compete. Yeah. And I, I want to give them everything for the doubt, you know? 
I will say this, and it, this is an anecdote, and it's very personal to me, that I have a family member that did drive for Uber, and she lived in a town that only, everyone had a car, and every only people who could, who could drive, I mean, the only people using you need an Uber or Lyft is for, because you're drunk, and she told me stories about how people were throwing up in the car, how, like, what, she almost got raped one time, uh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, like, like the, he punched her, and he tried to force his way onto her, and yeah. because of that, she had to buy an, a, a taser, and like, yeah, just like, she's almost had a, she's and had, like, accidents. She's not worried about that so much, she got the barrier and right there. Told and Uber, she was shocked by it, and she told Uber, and she told Uber, and Uber goes, it's not our problem. Yeah, walk it off. Right? And I got so, I was about to march to Uber's headquarters and barge it and tell him, why the fuck didn't you let my family member almost get raped? And it just made me so angry. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, she, she's now trauma. Like she's going to therapy now because of it. Yeah, let's talk about socialism for a second here. Okay, <laughs> because actually, it's a, that's a good segue. <laughs> let's talk about speaking of capitalism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a second here. Let's talk about protecting the workers. And, yeah, you know, because the, this the, is what the fuck kind of reality are we walking into? Where like a lot of things are cheap, like and they're very convenient. Where like yeah, you know, it's happening with Airbnb in a way, and it's happening with Uber. Where like you know, hotels, the hotel experience in the twenty first century. For the most part, from someone like me who can't afford the big five-star shit, like it's pretty shitty, right? Um, and all, and also the taxi industry. Um, but then, but then here comes in this new alternative that is cheaper and is just more convenient. But when it's bad, it's really bad for both sides, both the customer or the the worker. And like you know, and, and I just keep thinking about these this these these this notion of like, all right, you got the machine economy, you know, moving forward, taking jobs, not giving a fuck. You know, and then, and you have this populace that has, that is constantly hinging on the fear of the unknown of the future, right? Because we have no idea where this all is going. And because we have no idea where it's all going, you know, you can, you have bullshitters and politicians who can, you know, channel your fear and your angst in the direction that they want you to go. Um, and so I'm, uh, now I'm, I'm here wondering, and I like, and this is one of the reasons why I got into virtual reality was because I honestly think that unless we create a, an economy inside the metaverse that could form as a cushion for the machine economy and the other fuckery that's going on so that people can have jobs in the metaverse, you know, I think we're going to have massive revolutions, you know, because I think the income gap, and that's one of the things like even billionaires are doing TED Talks about like, listen, other rich people, if we don't do shit, we're going to get eaten. Like we need to like wake up and like actually start, you know, figuring out ways to close the gap in ways that are, you know, utilitarian for everyone. <laughs> um, and this is, you know, we've talked about universal basic income, um, and I want to know what you guys think about that. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah. 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 I've I've been, you know, I've actually been nervous every time I brought it up or or thought about bringing it up because I was like, I don't know how people think about that, but the more and more I think about it. You know, in the context of the circumstances and the reality that we're in, the more it makes sense. Because um, it's like it's gaining momentum. Yeah. What is the basic? What is the basic? You know, idea behind it though. Um, basically, you hand, <laughs> you give people an allowance of money every month and do whatever the fuck you want with it. And you don't spend any money on bureaucracy trying to decide who gets it and who doesn't. You just give it to everybody. And I think the long term, the long game with that is that it cuts down on stuff like. 
um, emergency care and encourages spending, which then helps stimulate the economy right. because of that. And you'll find markets grow up around that budget. Yeah, you know. And it's also as a civilized society that can afford it. It also means that you're, it means you're a, not a shitty society to live in. I mean, and it's also likely if, to reduce people crime care about that. as well because of that. Right. What is so? What is the counter argument to something like this? To these to these these ideas and policies? Of well, could, would prices just go up immediately and then all of a sudden like yeah. eighty thousand dollars would be nothing and be like a? Yeah, that, that's an mm-hmm. argument I've like heard where you know if you yeah. give everyone a thousand dollars, then everything will just increase a thousand dollars to compensate, and you'll end up in the same situation essentially. And then, but then, then they'll t- try to well, then we add price controls, but then that gets the whole Pandora's box of like oh. But we happy. already have I mean, price controls that's already built into the system. There's I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm just. I mean, inflation <laughs> is a is a, is a argument. If you do give everyone money, and, money, then the, it, it, the price will inflate due to. Uh, and how do you pay for it? Yeah. We just need a new. We just need to move on to like yeah. a Star Trek economy. Yeah, you need something. Yeah. So, something, something that. It's really, it's, it's going to lead to that anyway. It's like once you get on that slippery slope, it's going to mm-hmm. lead to like, well, mo- there's money's just free and somehow. How do we get there without blood, though? Like that's the question. Yeah, you end up a transitional period. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, James, don't say that. <laughs> Come hey, on, James, man. The, the fact that you love blood sport doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> social change has to come through blood sport. I'll tell you the answer. The the only way to get there. To that Star Trek economy without blood, sport, and blood um, is through hugs and drugs. Seriously, hugs and drugs. And uh, VR. And VR. VR. It's the only way. Uh, hey, you know what? I, there's no reason to get at both. You know. That's true. Blood and hugs. Oh yeah. Chris, I'm all for this, but Actually, let's talk reality here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What is what is it, the one thing that people need the most? Right? Hugs, serotonin, right? And and you know whatever drug know. they I need like the food. food yeah food. I would healthcare housing between... yeah, okay. yeah well the problem is if there's new jobs food healthcare and housing bored people and then what are they gonna do they're gonna want to break stuff unless you make them happy that's the problem you know but yeah so if, it, has, that, you, been either, your, has that been your personal experience is that people who have a lot of idle time tend to be destructive rather than well, I don't know I mean I mean frivolous that's, that's the fear. at least that's the fear like people just start you know just going crazy people like people just like a like gang gang activity will increase or something because like, yeah I can take gang activity is not because well, people know. in I'm gangs just, are not doing bored. so I well. Join a gang. You know what I mean? It just yeah. It, well, they need to be. Well, I don't know. Well, I think there's gonna be a transitional period because right now there's people who are pissed off just because they've had maybe they're 30 years old. They had 30 years of ghetto life or whatever. You know, those guys aren't going to immediately be cool when you give them a bunch of money. Are you? Sure? I, I think if you give them know. the pot, I, I actually kind of disagree. I think if you give them the possibility of rehabilitating to help them get through the uh, no, like the, like the Netherlands had a program where they gave like I think heroin mm-hmm. addicted uh, heroin addicts heroin, and they kept giving them like, but they we, said you had to be controlled. Yeah, nobody was controlled, and so they they gave it to them, and they also gave them income and usage dropped by ninety percent. And like, crime dropped as well. Right? Yeah. And and the heroin addicts admit at the time at now admit we're bored. We don't want to use heroin anymore. Like we like we can't like we want to well, stop. Yeah, it. I'm just talking about people who are just angry. Like they, if you get up and they get in, you have no job and you have no money, you're gonna be angry. But so. I think the anger comes from wealth inequality and frustration. Like, what do you see? But yeah, but if you are an angry person, it's gonna take some transition. It's gonna take a few years to like for you. Yeah, for, for, for sure, it's not gonna be like a, a switch you flip and everything's instantly yeah. better. But well, not having to choose between gas in your car to drive to work and food for that day that will soothe your anger a little bit like that's something people have to deal oh, with yeah, a lot yeah, of course yeah, and yeah. i've been there and it pisses you off yeah, yeah. it makes every human interaction mm-hmm. very annoying when 
what, know, that's that's in the back of your mind. Like mm-hmm. one professor told me that said, and I I believe her that crime that crime is spread evenly across almost all wealth and all ethnicity. It's just the type of crime. Mm-hmm. So even like the I believe that. Yeah. yeah. So like for example, like okay, so the poor are more towards violent crime and break-ins, whereas of opportunity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas the rich are more, you know, like financial. Bankian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but so, the rich can oh, get along with each other. They're not like causing long. fist fights. And they're not like breaking shit. Not yeah. actual fist fights, but yeah. more like. But I'm just uh, talking about that kind of yeah. social yeah. problems. Like those kind of social problems. Are the fir- Economic the collapse time. of entire countries and shit. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of fist fights. <laughs> yeah, look at um George Soros. Like, yeah, he made a billion dollars in one day because of the Asian financial crisis. Oh. Sorry, a billion pounds. That's even Jesus. better. So yeah, the, like he manipulated the markets for that. I don't. Think, I don't know if he manipulated himself. There's a lot of debate. But now he's wanted in Malaysia and I think Indonesia or somewhere else because <laughs> of that. Yeah, uh, fascinating guy to talk to. Uh, so if, I'm sure with a billion pounds you could, uh, you know, avo- avoid arrest in Malaysia. Well, he's just not gonna go to Malaysia. Like, all right, guys, whatever. <laughs> so in a, so in this scenario where we 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 do this thing like you know the idea behind it was <coughs> to fulfill maslow's hierarchy of needs right you give people shelter you give them food you give them you know what are those things self-fulfillment and all these you know and so so that you get them to the point where like they're at the top of the pyramid and you're saying that or or the thinking is that no matter how much money or no matter how many of those things are fulfilled even if you're at the top of the pyramid crime is always going to be a consistent number that's never going to go away yeah, I think it's the type of crime, though. Yeah, I think your point is that it's you're going to see less violent crime and maybe yeah, I think crime. we can get rid of or not yeah, totally get rid of, but vastly reduce violent crime. Yeah. I mean, like look, like let's say like corruption and like the yeah. government or shoplifting for well, drills. I mean, cr- cr- crime, versus, crime is a job. You know, if you're a criminal, crime is your job, and those people don't want to work either, probably. So maybe crime will be yeah, automate crime. And they just, it, it's automate crime. Crime is longer. probably not fun. If you're a criminal, think about it. You got to plan. <laughs> you got to like be nervous all the time. You got to like. Yeah, exactly. this whole process. Fuck all that shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 What was it in the pilot of Mr. Robot? Uh, the guy, the guy says, you know, my father was a was a burglar, and my the reason for me bur- being a burglar is like if I get, you know, me being caught is the risk. So when I take it, it's it's like a it's you know, it's like the reward, and eventually yeah, yeah. I will there's get there's a segment that's like pretty pretty good about a mentality about that. Yeah, that I think is prevalent. Well, let's let's set crime aside for for a second, and mm-hmm. we all see this living in San Francisco. Is um, one thing that this minimum income would really help with is uh, mental illness. That's one thing that we don't we have not talked about at all. Yeah. And these things kind of go together. Uh, we we see on uh, we see people on the street all the time, just like cracked out, causing trouble, taking shits in the middle of the street. You know, every time I try to park at the office, I got dodged poop in the middle of the park. <laughs> have you seen that shit map? Yes, I have. <laughs> I, I actually use that when I drive. Anyway, the point is, um, that would, in, and this comes back to making society a less shitty uh, place, no um, is it would it would solve those problems as well. Yeah. Because right now, I think we see a lot of, apparently, a lot of the people in prison right now are mentally ill. They just yeah. can't handle it in society. They get angry, and they, you know, they, they get up to shenanigans. Yeah. Can, can I just say that I think a universal health care would solve a lot of these problems as well. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and and I I'm glad that's getting gaining momentum. Like, there's no reason to not have single yeah. pay healthcare. Yeah, it, and it the makes only sense for who, so many reasons. And the only people who I'm on the Obamacare, thanks Obama. Yeah, I mean I mean Obamacare. Muslim I think, socialist 
I think if anything, Obama. Multitasker. I'm in the weird. I'm in the weird position that Obamacare should have done more. And it's funny that Obamacare, or aka Romney Care, was yeah, right. was the position of the conservatives were talking about in the '80s when there was talk of of universal health care in the U.S. So it was the conservative option in the '80s, and now it's being talked about now, which is yeah. Romney Care. But uh, I don't know. I think the only people who really, I think the reason it's not going. Universal healthcare isn't being talked about more, not talked about more, but isn't being pushed as much is the insurance companies, and and the healthcare industry. They're both benefiting a lot from it because of these high prices. And propaganda is effective. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, money shouldn't buy policy, but it does because propaganda is effective, effectively. So uh, I mean, if if we give healthcare to everyone, it will solve so many issues in terms of mental illness and protect. Pr- it'll cost less. Health. Yeah, in taxes, right. it will cost for everyone. Money. Yeah. I think it was like fifty-seven percent of our t- of our healthcare taxes already go to of our taxes related to health already go to like Medicaid and Medicare and yeah. and, and no one's talking about repealing those. Yeah, you know, old people do, but well, then once no, no one is getting no any one who, serious. No one wants to be elected with headway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any old person goes. Yeah, I want my Medicare taken away, like <laughs> uh, or Social Security. I don't think it. Yeah, it works. Yeah, like but that. you remember when during the whole Obamacare fight when they were really struggling to push it through? I I would see protesters with signs that you know keep your government hands off my Medicare. It's but like, that, that, that there's so much stop. misinformation in that. Like, right. yeah. yeah. I think the issue is that wealth is centralizing. It always has been. That fewer people are more powerful, and that's that's only getting worse. And the only way for that not to keep trending is for some kind of violence to happen. I think that that's that's how I see the situation. Historically, history would bear that out, James. I think history would. Don't you think that there's a possibility? I mean, and I, I say this with like a hint, of, a hint of cynicism in the back of my head, but like that. Yet we we still live in the information age, age, uh, this information slash disinformation age, and there's a still a good likelihood that good information will win out over propaganda and bullshittery and fuckery. What what characteristics of good information would make it more likely to rise to the top than bad information? My Besides the goodness of it all. That's not hope, it. Hopefully the people will find the rationale and uh, in, will, will reason that, you know, information that gives them knowledge so that they can benefit from it. Oh, man, I don't know. Yeah. That's a thing. There's just yeah. more information, and as a ratio of true stuff, or at least like more reliable stuff towards more unreliable stuff, that ratio is getting worse, not better. Like there's more misinformation. And people aren't rational actors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a really good. It's intelli- like impossible to tell it's true. There's a really good intelligence square debate called "Is the Internet Narrowing Our Minds?" Because people see only what they want to see. Like, see, yep. they to see the tunnel vision. I think it's one of these things where it, it's definitely narrowing our minds way more than it ever was and it's definitely opening our minds way more than it ever was depending on the person and depending on where you go and depending on what you get to see yeah. it's like a more powerful tool for everything yeah i mean on your facebook feed or twitter feed you only follow those that you want to fo- that you think you want to follow so you only see that perspective or who they recommend to you which is worse exactly and that's most how- of who you follow is who they recommend to you yeah and, and it's a self I mean, we've all worked with these technologies. We know how it works. The more you click on this type of feed, the more that feed will exactly. give itself to you. Facebook yeah. and Twitter wants you to stay on their network. They want to send you things they want you you want you want to see, not things that will yeah. critically make you think. Which is which is not uh, this is not necessarily like immoral on their part. I mean, they they don't 
position themselves as a news source. No, no, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm, I'm just it's saying about it's, effectiveness. it's just that. Yeah. I've, like, Twitter's not designed as a platform for debate, for, like, reasoned, informed debate. And neither is Facebook, but people get their news off of Facebook. Yeah. Or and they certainly do now. Yeah, you see that trending, <laughs> that thing on the side of Facebook. Like, You know what would be an interesting business model for Facebook is to have a don't don't filter my news toggle. You know, it's like if, you know, a day where I just, I don't want weird ideas that will make me upset, I'll just, you know, I'll see what I'm used to seeing, the way it works now, I'll see what I'm used to seeing, it'll give me my friends' cat pictures and whatnot, but, you know, one day I feel like I want to see what's really out there, I can flip a switch and then everybody's feed, not rated by what, what I'm more likely to click on or agree with or like, mm-hmm. but I wonder if that would be a... So I have an interesting anecdote kind of related to this. Uh, my dad is like, pretty tech savvy um and he you know he uses no script he blocks all ads he'll if he'll he'll monitor his his router and any any packet that comes through that he doesn't know what caused it he'll track it down nice and you know he he comes to me like eight months ago or something and he says you know i don't like like google's supposed to like provide me good ads like i'm trying to buy a welder and they're like not like providing things that like help me buy this welder. I'm like, you block everything. They don't know anything about you, so they can't provide you good ads, you know? And he's just like, oh. That's a sword, yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but he like never connected those two things, you know? Like, they are doing something we want with that information. Yeah. Yeah. But they're also doing a bunch of shit we don't want. Maybe that's one way that this internet machine the way it's working now i guess are, are we still calling it web 2.0 or whatever the no, don't i don't call it so. that anymore but we don't call it that uh, anyway web 2.0 is like gradients it's and called facebook now i thought people make their own content was what i thought i guess i always associated it with like the design trends surrounding oh, 2005 okay. to 2009 or something i associate it with with people and Reddit and, own content yeah, versus, Twitter and Twitter versus back in 2000 where it's just like you had to make your own damn you had to write your own blog but maybe that's uh, yeah maybe that's the downside of that is that you can't um, what's you have, you have beyond two, that yeah you have Definitely. these two needs you have the some days I want to be advertised to for legitimate reasons and some days I want pure content and there's no way currently to separate that and I wanted yeah, them to yeah. distribute my content to people too, right? Oh yeah. But then without getting other people's content pushed on me, but this like that's the same thing kind of. This is not an unreasonable thing to want is to, when I choose, I want to be advertising and advertised too. Yeah. Or not. I want to just I want to have a I want to have the experience of walking into a library and being able to put pull whatever book I want off the shelf, not having books leap out at me yeah yeah i i think then that's you know that, that's great but then you get the reality of well this all requires money as cost everything has a cost for it. so how do you pay for that if it's not jumping out at you you have to pay for it which a lot of us would do yeah i, I, I wouldn't mind but that. as a whole we don't like as a as a group and i don't think a lot of people would necessarily see this distinction as being useful like we do because we work in this world and you know I'm sure some of us have to buy advertising um, or, or they're a welder but you know I think a lot of people wouldn't see the value in that yeah. do you think that we could bring that 
I, those ideals over to the VR, you know, I know Dara hates the word metaverse, but the, the VR <laughs> metaverse... You um, probably do too. Can we bring those? I like, could. Yeah, <laughs> we should have a discussion about that. Yeah, give me a minute. Um, but yeah, like, do you think that because VR is so new at this point, and whatever we build out that's going to be interconnected, you know, like a web VR, you know, space, do you think that there's still a chance that oh. we'll have a, a clean slate to start off so that we can actually give people the? <laughs> that's, you're laughing, that's Dara. So what does that naive. mean? I know. The I chance is slipping away as we speak. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing. It's amazing things come from. Naive people. I like this idea a lot. Mm-hmm. You know. No, I, mean, I like it too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, that's I want what we want. Like, <laughs> but like, what we're seeing that's articulated to people, like it's people can make it clear. This is what you get. Mm-hmm. I think people would jump all over that. But I think that we're gonna have the majority go. What? I could always just go on Facebook or something and get this for free. Like, and you're like, that's not the point. Yeah. You yeah. can't if, compete if they say with that, free. It's not been explained correctly. You can't compete with free. Yeah, Maybe unless unless you're competing against the visceral reaction that people will get because their eyes are being tracked because it, whatever you look at something or someone is, knows what that is you know it's the diff- it's a difference now, I think there's a, yeah. there's a cognitive sort of gap right now where like whatever I'm using whenever I'm using my mouse and keyboard and I, and I know in the back of my mind that's being tracked you know yet yet it's just there's this there's this disconnect but because it's my eyes I feel like it's a closer yeah, if you don't think that people... No one's going to realize it. We're going to be tracking their eyes. We're going to know what, what they're looking at. We're going to be tracking, like, heart rate, like, blood... Yeah. Pr- like, we're going to be tracking so much. And especially Facebook is going to be tracking all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're going to try to hide it just as much as possible. They're going to say, look, this eye tracking, it's for foveated rendering, you know? It's it's so that you, you can buy a GPU that costs half as much and get all this these better graphics. And then they're going to be recording that information all the time, know exactly where but you're looking, how you're responding to it. thinking that the data that they'll get from that is going to be any more accurate than the heat maps they use from when you're clicking stuff. I mean, it you, will. No, you, have, you, have, you have a more fidelity of data, but at the end of the day... It's not going to be like an instant jump, but it's going to increase... It's going to be the continuing trend of increasing accuracy of, so of, of how people respond to it. It's 35% I mean, accurate instead of 27% accurate. I mean, here's the thing. Everything yeah. we've done in the internet so far has mostly been in 2D. Once you add a third dimension to anything, the game changes completely. And you that's think? my... Oh, yeah. It I will. Mean, it's like I think most people haven't like, realized that yet. It's like comparing a map yeah. to a globe. Like, it's it's a world of difference. But right now we're talking about information. Not... not. I mean, we're there's a difference between information and how you perceive the information. You know, 2D, 3D, whatever the hell. So, so my argument is this, that... That our effectiveness is about how much of the bandwidth of of human sense we can take up it's so that on a screen you know we have 20 degrees field of view at a certain resolution a certain contrast value um we're wired to understand things in 3d and in in geographic spaces right and so we're going to use way more of this bandwidth of what people are we're going to we're going to stretch it out to all the limits basically and eventually it's going to be human limits where we can control all the bandwidth of every sense i agree and, and, and it's some we're some percentage of the way through there and so being able to control more of this bandwidth means that we can represent information <clears throat> at a faster rate which means we can be more effective right but our the start of this conversation was quality of information you know well, how it eventually we're still going to have these funnels 
right? Eventually, we still have to filter yeah. all this yeah. stuff. I mean, do you just think about how, I mean, we all have experimented with psychedelics. It's, or we know people who have experimented. Anyway, but it's uh, a lot of people <laughs> have heard stories. We've heard stories. And um, what, what do they do? They, they knock away some of these filters, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And so, it, let's face it, it's a, we, a lot of how we perceive the world, a lot of how we perceive information or value or how we make our judgment calls is by filters. So just because our fidelity is higher doesn't necessarily mean you're still going to have filters in place. And my concern is more and more what, all the time. I think what, yeah, what what form these filters take, and what the purpose, what their ultimate purpose is. I think a filter can have a political and a social agenda, mm-hmm. and it concerns me when people don't think of that stuff. But what's Facebook's agenda for showing you which posts are not showing you which posts? What's Google's agenda for showing you which results? Not I'm showing perfectly you which results? happy with their agenda because they they. It's, it's it's obvious they want they're an ad platform they make money from clicks yeah. but then they, you look at free free basics uh, from Facebook they they have this philanthropic mission of we want to provide free access to the internet to everyone but it's only a certain amount of websites and content and by the way Facebook which is one of the largest uses of bandwidth in the world is conveniently one of them by pure coincidence I mean you say yes they are for profit they are ad driven. But then they do try to do philanthropic ways, but try to protect, use that as a sheet, as a like, like a face. Yeah, for, greenwashing. I think they. Yeah. Use like, yeah. And I think. But, that, but this is corporations have done this from time and more. Hell, the Medici did this with you know by by a nice art and yeah and public exhibitions. I mean, this is what people with money do. They. they Al Capone. Al freaking Capone. Yeah, there you go. Good <laughs> Chicago boy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But once again, it's. The, how society is structured and how society interacts with itself. James wants blood sport. Uh, Chris is hoping for hugs and drugs. Hugs and drugs. <laughs> I think I think the filters that we use. I I think we can we can uh, control these conversations better if we think about how these filters are being created. Uh, we so as I, an open source community need to grab control of our own filters and put it in the open. I. I was uh, telling Chris about this. I think on the last podcast that I think we're seeing a new form of imperialism, like a new imperialism where instead of huh. countries and political powers, we are seeing corporations having all having a lot of power and are exploiting the masses in a way for resources. At, at some point, Apple had more money in their bank reserves than the U.S. government had um, during the government shutdown. They probably measure money better. There's, yeah. a, there's a couple of good books that talk a lot about this, basically. You know, I, I've heard different terms used, but multinationals are you know, yeah. basically multinational being the real seat of power over countries. Yeah, this as is why progress. CPP was such a big, big deal because they were one of the things that they were trying to sneak in in the treaty was that corporations the could TPP, TPP right, Trans-Pacific Partnership. Yep, they were trying to sneak in was uh, the the treaty wherein corporations could sue any government yeah. for any reason that. You know, right. as long as they would like it violated copyright or or it was under or whatever policy that the government instituted could somehow threaten the profits of the corporation. Well, here's one thing that scared me <clears throat> um, is this whole Star Wars hype and how it just became so. You're talking about the movie, not the anti- this latest movie, this latest platform. <laughs> no, this movie, the, I, not, not Reagan, Reagan, the latest yeah. movie, like okay. how, how people are how how I mean, I'm not saying Star Wars is better, but I'm saying that. It will someday all our behaviors be be like this, where people just be like, "Oh, Star Wars! Oh my God! Ah!" and they'll get crazy, and they'll get crazy about another topic, and they'll get crazy about another topic, and then everyone's behavior will be like locked in. Yeah, it'll be like, like perfectly timed to yeah, as yeah. soon as they get bored. It's like boom, 
Now you're excited about this. Because he looked at it. What makes you think that we're not already like that? It no, I know, been. but, but Star Wars was just because the movie didn't even get good reviews. I mean, I didn't see the movie. I, I, no, I looked good reviews. I don't know, whatever. But the hype was the same. <laughs> the hype was, was crazy. Like, like my it my Facebook feed was full Star Wars yeah. for three weeks. I know. I know. It was alright. So, <laughs> so that was scary to me because it felt like wow, like someday we'll. 90% of the population yeah. be following these memes and, and trends and, and like corporate and pro- is, products. They made a billion dollars already. No, 1.5 right. billion already. 1.5 billion dollars. They're going to make $5 billion or something out of this. $10 billion. You could actually put a base on Mars for that much money. Oh, yeah. You could do it. And they're going to do a movie per year now. They're, they're just going to make a movie. Gonna, they're going to make a movie every two Make years. that much money, you know? Every year, yeah. yeah. What, it's like you could go there. So this is this is actually what I was thinking about the imperial the imperialism is instead of using money and propaganda like we had in the Spanish American War, for example, we are using marketing and tactics to change our ways yeah. uh, into thinking all for all for product and money and blah 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 blah, 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 blah resources. I mean, it, yeah, it, let me play the devil's advocate, right? Sure. So, so the, the devil's advocate would be like, well, look, Dara, humanity hasn't been safer than we've ever been in whole existence. There's less crime, less people die from violent, you know, uh, circumstances. Um, what else? There's there's less Pax Americana or whatever. There's less Pax poor America. people. That complete Polyester American control has resulted in those you Indian. Know, un- unprecedented safety. Those uh, those savage Indians in the Indian subcontinent they uh, they were living in mud huts before us British came and civilized the place. We put railroads in there. Mud huts sounds really nice right now. And yeah. and and and, and, and yeah, and we gave them e- imports and exports and yeah, I've heard we the, modernized it. I've heard the same argument with Japan and Korea from Japanese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are you? To, like, <laughs> they were savages before we went over there and they gave them civilization. Savages. Yes. Yeah, talk to a Korean for a second them. and see what they say about that. You should feel grateful we did all this for you. Yeah. All we asked was for your sovereignty and land and rights. Yeah. I mean, yes, you're right. Yeah, and for the destruction of your culture yes. and, you know, and exactly. the environment and the planet itself along the way. Well, uh, that's well, that would be my response then, is the individual might be safer. Like, I'm probably not going to die at 35, which was my life expectancy 500 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You said humanity is safer now, and I would say maybe maybe humanity is not. The individual that's might be. Point. It was, yeah, that's I mean, a good point. I, but I, humanity I is. I mean, humanity was safer. I mean, Pax Britannia did happen, and then we had World War One and World War Two. I mean, human, like the yeah. planet. Like if we with the resources, World War One and Two. I mean, it's never lasted all that World long. Two alone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it hasn't been that long since then. You know. I mean, yeah, we're safer now, but then this. There's a really good theory about geopolitics and global homogeny that eventually it will come to a clash and there will be dire consequences until it is rebalanced again. And that's exactly what happened in World War One and Two. Like we had peace for a hundred years after the Napoleonic Wars. And you had some small wars here and there, but then it became so huge the differences and problems that it was a clash and yeah, what, sixty million people World War Two alone, twenty million World War One, I, I wanna say. Let me ask you. Let me get. Uh, this is a simplistic question, but I need to. I want to. I want to know what is one thing in your mind right now that needs to happen in this century so that we can prolong the existence of our species. Like, what needs to happen? Because honestly, like, I don't. I don't feel like. I feel like we've. You know, from it, it's. It's already happened. You know, we just don't realize that we're a planetary species. We're we we've, we we pretty much conquered the world, right? Um, through our means of communication, and, we, and yet we have so much more 
but it just seems like with like climate change, um, it seems like with like uh, AI, it seems like with our, you know, our, our really archaic and old structures of organization like <laughs> capitalism and all those other and governments, it just seems like, you know, they're not prepared for the future. Um, so what do you guys think could be like one thing that we need that needs to be done right now to make sure that, you know, there's human beings a thousand years from now around somewhere? Thousand? A thousand years. A thousand years. I know it's a short. It's a short number. I know. I, I wonder we what can people. Go fire. I wonder what people in the 11th century said. Oh, I wonder what people in the year 2000, in the 21st century, we can do then to survive them. I mean, in the 11th century, they're like, we need to get control of this farming thing. Like, we need to figure this yeah. thing out. Like, we should not have poop yeah. in the street. We should yeah. have a good system of dealing with poop. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for those Mongols. Yeah, this this polio thing really fucking blows. Um, Man, that plague. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. I think we need. The open source philosophy and or like the open source method of organization needs to expand itself outside of software and into politics. That's what I think. I will say that based on your question of a thousand years from now, I look back into the 11th century, 1,000 years before, and how they progressed was look at the past and reflect on it and build upon it for the future. So it sounds so simple, but like for example, the Renaissance became the Renaissance in Europe because the text, Greek text, ancient Greek text, was sent to the Ottoman <coughs> Empire and the Arab Caliphates, and then they would translate into Arabic, and then they had a flourishing, and then those were translated into Latin and the European languages later. So it was using the past to enlighten us in the future, and I think we should look at ourselves in the past and say, yes, this is what we've done. We should not make these mistakes. It's stupid, because we will make these mistakes. But we should build upon it instead of, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have a better collective memory now that we have the internet, right? So that, we don't. That, that does seem to be the biggest gotcha in the history of humanity is just short freaking memories. Mark Twain yeah. had a really good quote. I say it all the time. History doesn't repeat itself; it rhymes. Yeah, right. Like George Lucas. Um, <laughs> it rhymes like poetry. Yeah, right. Yeah. Bring. So I'm probably gonna start bringing things down to a close. Any final thoughts that you guys have in the back of your mind that you wanna talk about <clears> before we? Close things off. Anything? It's gonna be a cool year. It's gonna be a. It'll be interesting. It's gonna be some crazy shit's gonna happen. Yeah. Hey, what do you guys think about world, like, non VR stuff in general, tech, for the year, uh, for this year? I think it's gonna be a big year for machine learning. I think last year was a big year for machine learning. It's gonna be even bigger this year. I think this is the year of AI, not of VR. Especially after that billion-dollar OpenAI initiative, oh, yeah. that's the kind of shit that should be done. Unless they're just pandering to people who think that's the kind of shit that should be done. <laughs> trying to try get some VC bucks or whatever. Well, well, what about like? I guess what I'm trying to ask is, and I, I don't know how much. I like it's, we have 300 and somewhat days left in the year, but like world politics or current politics in general. I'll get I'll throw it to you. All right. The Chinese economy is going to collapse. Russia is going to go to Dude, war with you hear, Turkey. Do you hear what's been happening with their uh, stock market? Yeah, no, yeah, they're, they're yeah, that's, what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So if Chinese economy is going to collapse, they'll, they'll straighten their shit so out. be so happy. This is the Chinese, man. They'll, they'll make their shit work. They will, they will. No, but, but if the Chinese just, economy goes down, then everyone else will go down because right. the U.S. They're not going to make it. They're, they're so not, it's time for another crash, right? Every eight years? Isn't it time for another crash? Yep, and there's going to be an earthquake in San Francisco, another big one in 2016. Wait, wait, wait. Was the big Russia one? will go to war with Turkey, though. Huh? Where once you think Russia will go to war? I'm just talking shit. I've oh, just been reading headlines a month ago. No, no, it won't because of NATO. 
Right. Russia's scared shitless of NATO. Right. Everyone's scared shitless of like mutually assured destruction. What right? about what's going on in the Arctic with Russia and uh, the Scandinavia and the U.S.? Oh yeah. And all the posturing and military exercises. I think Russia's got enough on its plate without. But yeah, Russia is using that as an excuse because their economy is collapsing because of the sanctions. They're using this to drill up national pride and pro like Putin government so I that we, I wish we had Anastasi here because he's he actually has more of a yes definitely yeah. some good insight into he does Putin yeah. and and the, the, the political the climate over there yeah honestly I think this is going to be a year where every, it's going to be like '99 where everybody assumed the world was going to end in 2000 and it just did. Everybody's having panic attacks. It's, you know, <laughs> you know, everybody's thinking that the there's going to be crazy turmoil and the Muslims are going to kill everyone and yada yada and we're going to kill all the, you know what I mean? It's people will be stressed out for another year and we'll look up and every, everything will still be standing because Donald Trump will get elected president. <laughs> I, oh my god. Uh... I don't, uh... <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I hope not. It's I think probably gonna be Hillary Clinton. All over again, personally. Say that again. I think it's the Sarah Palin show all over again. Mm-hmm. His, his, it's just a crazy TV show that we're all caught up in. Yeah. Into. I yeah. mean, he got started on crazy reality TV shows, right? Like that's where yeah. he's an expert. His his function <laughs> is to else. drive the conversation. I don't even follow it. It right. seems like a crazy TV show. I mean, yeah. if it, this is reality. This is weird. But that's all I can say. Like, it, it, it jumped a shark a long time ago. This <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> no, I think I, I think we're gonna look back at 2016 and 2017 and be like, wow, the world did not end. We're still all here. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna end or anything. But I think there's gonna be some kind of a financial downturn at some point and it might be this year it might be I later I think there will be turmoil and I think for example South China Sea for example I think that's going to be a big one because mm-hmm. China is already building islands already landing uh, airplanes and putting their navy there they are not afraid to fire on ships uh, I think there will be a big confrontation either politically or I, I doubt militarily the US <clears throat> is too much interested in there but I think that so why couldn't issue. it be a Chinese and Russian alliance versus a Western alliance? Because Russia can't have the cap- does not have the capability to send their fleet to the South China Sea. Which China can easily, like, hello, well, let's send ships now. But, like, worst case scenario, <coughs> you know, Russia allies with China and fights the U.S. and Europe over the Arctic Circle. Alert. China, uh, you know, fights for, you know... Uh, control over these islands with uh, uh, Japan against Japan in the U.S. and Korea and allies there, yeah. And the Philippines, yeah. That seems Taiwan. to be like a worst case scenario. Yeah, I yeah. It sounds it like would a be catch w- for a civilization game. It yeah. really <laughs> is. Yeah, I don't think it'll go that far. Uh, I think Russians would lose too much for not gain a lot. Everyone would lose, right? Yeah, but the, everyone. But would the Chinese lose. at least would gain. Sell bullets. Yes. So, yeah, true. America okay. and China, China and Russia. Russia. And the, <laughs> so and the Europe. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, though. What does Russia gain by going to war over the South China Sea? Russia doesn't gain much, whereas China could gain control over the whole South China Sea and the islands. But they would, Russia would, lose they would gain much. from being allies in like a broader conflict, I guess. Mm, kind of, I guess. It's, it's more incentive, like... Like, would, would Russia... I don't know, like... Yeah, I don't know. And then, of course, you know, Europe over former Soviet states in in uh, Western Europe there too. Because there's been conflict there. Like these are these are the places where there's currently military conflict going on, and it's right. mostly posturing with Russia's. You know, sometimes going beyond posturing. The little green men in Crimea, like yeah, and the Donbass region, yeah. 
Hopefully, cooler heads will prevail. Oh, and then of course ISIS. Yeah. Daesh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got the Syrias. We got the Afghanistan's. We got the Iraks. We got of, the Iran's. It, it, the more the more you talk about these 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 places, the more I'm convinced that the world needs more hugs, drugs, and laughter. Let's send all the drugs to the Iranians. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll smuggle it all in there. We get we get hominate. M- MDMA is specifically or now wanted by the Iranian <laughs> <laughs> And that's how dropped in heart shaped parachutes from drones. Like I would I love know. to see that propaganda. I'm not, I'm not on board with this yet. Well, the problem is human human anger is a very powerful enemy. I mean that's hard to control. So I mean you can't just like reason people out of that. I mean if you're say you're in Syria exactly. and your family was killed yeah, and people your hold parents, yeah, for kids sure. were blown up, you'd be like, dude, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna killing spree, you know? Yeah, MDMA is not gonna well, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying in the I'm not saying well, something. <coughs> something's gotta happen. <laughs> yeah. You can't just like say, "Hey guys, be reasonable. Here's some money or whatever." Yeah. Yeah. It won't, there's no. There's definitely no quick fix. Right. right there's right. no quick fix. No quick. Yeah. Maybe there could be Take like time. a winding down. Yeah. Yeah. But not with ISIS though. That's it. Not with ISIS, I think. No. No. People don't seem reasonable. So then, what's the solution there? Violence. I mean, if there's no winding down, I say try drugs first. See what happens. <laughs> Give everyone a send them a gay bomb, dude. <laughs> drop a gay bomb, like on propaganda ISIS. and violence. A gay bomb. The same old be, story. You're gonna be completely honest. Yeah. I think a coalition in, uh, intervention like the first Gulf War has to be needed, or with Bosnia. Like I think mm-hmm. that I think our options are getting very limited. Like, yes, it's very politically, it's like suicide. But look at the Paris attacks. Look at like. Uh, what has happened in California that happened? San Bernardino. San Bernardino, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to get more and more. They're going to use this as a way to intimidate them. It's only going to get worse, I think. And, and, and We should be to, focusing like on fucking heart disease and car crashes. And space like, travel. Like, like well, the, I, I saw that. I don't know if this is true. Okay. I, I saw it around, but it sounds, it's truthy. It sounds like it could be true. Okay. It's uh, my favorite kind of truth. <laughs> that... More people are killed by toddlers than by terrorists in the United States by a That's significant true. margin. Fifty-four percent. So, like, people you know, are killed by toddlers this year. To- Toddlers—they don't share our values, you know. Like, they—they're out of control, but, killing people. Like, yeah. we need to get this toddler problem under control, you know. Like, yeah, but like, at least with like say toddlers, you know, we have measures to actually make them safe and make us safe against them, whereas. By that logic, okay, we shouldn't let terrorists. Okay, the terrorists attacked us. Or they I'm killed saying, 130 people I'm in Paris. We shouldn't. In terms of effort, both uh, like the amount of time we spend talking about it, the amount of time countries spend preventing it, could probably be more effectively spent on other bigger issues. Okay. Yeah. Got, I got it. I got it. I got the solution to solve ISIS, guys. I got it. It just took me a couple seconds, but I think I got it. Sweet. You got to bring it full circle. All right. So imagine a an island prison, right, where you take the ISIS people and you put them in a room where you grab their limbs, their arms and legs, (coughs) and you strap them from limb to limb. Right, and then you put an HMD over their head, <laughs> and they're and they're naked, right? Sure. And they gotta be naked. Intensive. Re- they have to and be naked. Then, and then and then and then and they then spend what like three months constantly <laughs> looking at like you know American flags and you know porn, obviously porn, the best kind of porn, right? And it's just there for three months, and they can't move obviously because they're strapped by every limb, and then they come out at the end of the end, and they'll be like us. <laughs> 
Just so like it was funny. So we're back to violence. Yeah. <laughs> is it really violent? That's though? violent. That's not violent. That is violent. I want you to do that to me. What if they did that to you, though? What if they took you? I want you to do that to me. What if they made okay. you nice as fighter? No, like, we're gonna black bag you at random. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna send you to tie you up. Let's do that. Do that. Here's the thing. Actually, funny you mentioned that. One quick thing is that when Saddam Hussein was captured by U.S. forces. So you know how the South Park movie had Saddam as like the antagonist? They ma- U.S. forces made Saddam watch the South Park movie over and over again. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's how they tortured him, was making him watch that movie because Saddam was in a homosexual <coughs> relationship with Satan in the movie. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. He That's... was a bad boyfriend too, as I recall. That's... Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. He, he was abusive. He was yeah. to Saddam. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. I think this is it. That this is it. We solved ice to close it. Yeah. 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 Good place. All right, guys, Wait, uh, really quickly, um, uh, let's go around the room. Uh, how can people stay in touch and follow what you're doing and all that good stuff, starting with Steve? Oh, hey, you can email me at steve at distant future. It's um, .ir, distant future. You'll figure it out. Sweet. I'll add that in the show notes for sure. Um, if you just Google Dara Benakdar, I'm the only Dara in the, wor- Dara Benakdar in the world. Uh, <laughs> First spell that. Uh, Chris will have it on. Yep, side. yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Um, it's it's also jahan dot uh, jahanworld dot com or jahan dot world. Uh, the internet's out there; you, you can figure it out. I cool. uh, yeah, you can get me at at James Blaha on Twitter or cvividly dot com on the internet. Sweet. So, uh, Tin Ton Raygun. Info at tintonraygun dot com. Awesome. All the relevant links will be in the show notes. Uh, once again, thank you for listening, and thanks again, guys. Cool. Sweet. Bam.